G'day, mate. G'day. How are you? Good. How are you? I don't say g'day in general. Don't you? No. I do. I don't. I'm a so big g'day. <laughs> but you said it, so I'm just throwing it back. G'day. <laughs> Isn't that weird? How is it going? I'm definitely yeah. a g'day. You're a g'day. There yeah. you go. It does it like? Does it show? Like, can you? You do it, yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm, I... I'm pretty sure even in your messages, you're like g'day. I definitely <laughs> am. Yeah, because like I type G in the, the autofill. It just does it. Day, it knows. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. G'day. I never realised you weren't a good day. No. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> but you listen to the podcast back, and it's probably I just do it just to yeah, you know, g'day, just to bring that same energy back to the you know vibe with the other person. Oh, Shizen. How has it been? Yeah, good, mate. Good. That's, that's good. The um, the weekend that we just had. The Anzac Day, yeah, yeah, and and all of that was bloody great. Yeah, yeah. What did you do? Anything? No, not a lot. Working mostly. Yeah, that was a yawn. That's bad. Let's start, yeah. <laughs> Two minutes in, yawn. Yeah. <laughs> did you get up too much? <laughs> no, not not a lot at all. Working no? and then just chilling. Working, chill, yeah. and then it was wet. I was going to say, it's yeah, like, the rain ruined everything. The excitement of my this is this is how I know I've turned into a like nearly forty five year old man. Is <laughs> like my weekend is like cool. I'm going to get out and mow my grass, but it rained, so yeah. I haven't been able to. Yeah. Normally, and that two months ago, I'd be like, yeah, no, yeah. I'll put it off as long as long oh, as I man. can. So, I've, I've had this conversation with you before, but yeah, like I have always been a shit yard person. Oh, yard work, hate it. Yeah, always yeah. hated it. Then I got a good mower. Yeah, and now I'm like. Oh, it's raining. Yeah, that's I can't it. mow. Like, <laughs> you get good tools. You, you, yeah. Anywho, that's that's, that's fucking exciting, isn't it? it oh, no, you were lawn talk. Wow, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Sorry, people. Let's, let's that's what they up. came for. That's what they came for. <laughs> lawn porn. Ooh. I'm not at that stage yet. I'm just happy that it's short. <laughs> <laughs> we went down to the local march. Oh, you did. The, yeah. the Anzac march. That was pretty cool. Tried to do the service afterwards, but our six-year-old kid. Yep. Was not so having getting rained on. Well, no, she had a freaking umbrella over oh, okay. her. But yeah. yeah. No, nah, the carry-on started. That was that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were supposed to go down to the bar and do the two-up and all that stuff. Cool. No, no, no. Kid ruined all that. Go and play it at home? No. No? No. But um, did you see Old Mate at the Broncos game? Broncos oh, Bulldogs? I think everyone in Australia has seen that one by now. Yeah. How <laughs> good. It Sorry, is, I shouldn't say it's good. No. I don't condone violence, but well, what uh, what he was doing was pretty uh, like trying to hurry them up. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, like cop it, mate. Did you like see the? the, the There's a couple of different angles. I've it, only seen the one. Uh, there's one in particular where, like, he's being a dick. Yep. And I'll oh, actually show what he's doing. Yeah. No, no, oh. no. It cuts sort of after okay, as, yep. as the fisty cuffs are about to happen, and. Yeah, the the dude in the Bulldogs jersey is sort of like fainting at him, like, you know, like... Um, Float like a butterfly sting yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, he's like yeah. throwing the boxing moves at him. And um, he clearly has nothing. I don't know whether the guy was just a half-wit or yeah. um, really, really drunk. Broncos fan, not too... Bro- no, I'm not allowed to he's say up, that. I'm like, he's no, up, Turbo. No. <laughs> I'm still a Broncos fan <laughs> this year. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the crowd... We're like, one dude's like, light him up. <laughs> yeah. oh and, and there's heaps of people like going, you know, oh, piss off out of here, you know. Like, yeah, like, get rid of him. So if you were in that scenario, 
I don't know. I just wouldn't be shaping up to like walking towards people who look like they're going to hit me. No. I'd be like, okay. (laughs) Even after he got hit, he kept going back. What are you? Yeah, you're not bright, man. Yeah. Don't go back. First punch, lost his hat. Second punch, lost his beer. Like that, that'd be like, okay. You know, I'm done. It steps up the front, like faces him for more. <laughs> yeah. Don't walk towards the man. Yeah. And then the the little bit afterwards where the, the dude who was kind of protecting him. Yeah. He's like, then like, go, just get out of it. And he's like, still like not going. And even he gives him a slap doesn't on the head. Get the image, doesn't get the picture. <laughs> yeah, on, literally man. security probably saved his bloody life. Did The one I saw, security, like they took their time to get there. Yeah. Oh. And even then, she was like, not really. She's just like, hurry up. Give him get a couple out of here. more, come on. Yeah. If, if, uh, if Broncos fans listening, <laughs> sorry, don't mean to be so harsh to you personally, but yeah, maybe you deserved it. I don't know. I, yeah, again, not to condone <laughs> violence, but yeah, he deserved it. Like, let's condone violence, yeah. You what deserved a, the tap. You ever, um, ever been in a scenario where you've, like, you know, been stirring someone up and maybe... Went too far and they got a bit angry at you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Was it, wasn't Mike Tyson on a plane by it chance? It wasn't. No, haven't flown recently. <laughs> Did you sing Mike that one though? Live. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Why would you even try to piss him off? Of all people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was a week or a few days there where... Violence was the answer. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, terrible. We just lost some of our... Nah, it's a sports nah. podcast. Yeah. Bugger it. You know, we didn't it lose anyone. Boxing match. Yeah. So for anyone playing that, every time Steve-O says, yeah or yep, uh, <laughs> take a shot game, you're well and truly pissed you're on the floor. I've already said it heaps and it drives me nuts. I don't even notice. Oh, good. Yeah. Now I'm, everyone will. <laughs> I'm sure I have something that people say. No, that yeah, I say. G'day. No. <laughs> G'day. <laughs> G'day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what's on idiosyncrasies in language, speech, whatever? Mm-hmm. The one that shits me the heart. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying that one out. <laughs> mm-hmm. The one that shits me the hardest is when people end a sentence with so. So, so what? They just trail off? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. And, I was doing and, this and he did this and that. And, and yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so what? Their thought ended before they spoke. <laughs> but I've been complaining about that for years, so I should stop. So, so yeah, g'day. About that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's riveting five minutes. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, what have we got coming up today? I don't what know. What are we going to chat about? This beer's bloody good. Oh, beer is good and it's nearly empty. Yes, ballistic IPA. Even though it's a 5.8 percenter, is that an IPA? Says it on the can. True, it's not by the the beer nerd. The beer nerd guide, metric, God yeah. Bible thing. On the topic of beer, yes, beer. You um, we're going to go down to Scarborough Harbour. Scarborough Harbour. Scarborough Harbour. <laughs> You'd not be surprised how many times I've done that. Yeah, just Scarby Harvey, mate. Scarbab. Scarbab. Scarby. Oh my god, the yeah. Scarbabs. <laughs> so I was going to go there. Oh, Lastly. sorry, I just found my annoying thing oh. from the podcast. Yes. I constantly, like... <laughs> Do you? Yeah, yeah. I, every time I edit it, I'm like, oh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Do it right now. I haven't noticed. Oh, man, good. <laughs> I'm doing it right I now. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Oh, my God. Scarborough Harbour Brewing. Yes. Wanted to go there um, 
last weekend. And I thought, cool, we'll go. We'd be able to get in there and just have a quick beer. And then on their Facebook page, it's they said, no, we're fully booked out all Dang day, it. open to close. And then they had a private function already like that huh. evening. Like, wow. That's impressive for something that's been open yeah. for two weeks. Wow. It's like, remember, um, is Sam's still down there? No, Morgan's. 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 Yeah. Because that used to be like crazy on weekends. Yeah, that was. So maybe it's going to have the same. Geez, they might have struck gold. I think they have. Wow. I need to get I love there. it. I love the like the thought of a brewery going mental in Redcliffe. In Red, yep. That is in awesome. Ready. Yeah, right. So I was hoping to have a more in-depth review, but that didn't happen. Sorry for the ping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a bit of a shame. But um, have you had any of their beers or? No. Like I've seen their lagers getting around. You see that in the bottle shops or whatnot. I or at haven't least, seen um, that anywhere in Burps. No, um, celebrations at Margate. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, um, you remember White Brick at North Lakes? Sure do. Obviously not there anymore. Rest in peace. Old Adam. <laughs> yeah, hey, well, speaking not that of rest dead. in peace, last oh. time we did a rest in peace, yeah. the place is actually still going. So, But they've still the lost their house. They're moving end of June or July, I think. So, looking, so they found a place? This is Beardies, by the way. Place. Yeah, Beardies we're speaking of. They're looking for a place was last I heard. They yeah. Lease runs out end of June or July, so they're trying to find a place before then. Then Guzman moves in, apparently. Is that what's happening there? Yeah. They're taking over. Yeah, uh, Adam, former White Brick Brewer, yeah. is taken up with some other folks, and now Adam is the most hip guy in brewing. Adam hip. Adam is hip now. Okay, so hip hop brewer. Well, a hip hop brewer. I've got an image in my head, and it's Steve <laughs> Buscemi dressed up as the the, the hipster kid yeah. with the skateboard. That's what I picture Adam yeah, looking like. Yeah. Sorry, Adam, but yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yep. Yeah, I'm with the cool kids. <laughs> not, not to, uh, yeah, definitely not meaning it in a nasty way or anything. But Adam is the least hip hop person I know. Um, they've got some beers out, man. They've, they're in okay, like half right. a dozen pubs already, uh, three or four different beers, and they've got a expialidocious. Expialidocious, <laughs> going in cans. Well, supposedly in cans. We need to find this beer. Yeah. How cool is that? Crawford Stafford's getting big. Let's see if he's getting it in. Getting big. He's getting he's bigger. bigger. He was already, sorry. He was already the biggest, I reckon. Who else is yeah. bigger than Stafford? Oh, this is a lot of beer talk. It is. Yeah. I've got no idea. Nah, I don't think anybody. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll get off beer in a minute, but <laughs> <laughs> one of our old mates from uh, Killer Sprocket down there in Melbourne. Um, this just shows how much I think I've changed. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote a, uh, a blurb for his new IPA that's released. Maybe he didn't write it. Maybe I was it was. Say, did he write might it? Might have been his wife Andrea. I'm not too <laughs> sure. Um, what has Sean said about it anyway? Well, look, mate. If this isn't the most craft beer review or blurb, <laughs> <laughs> the most craft beer in yeah, inverted. That's yep. it. That I've heard for a while. Um, I'd say I'd eat my own hat, but I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> All right, here he goes. Here are some of the tasting notes, notes to get you in the mood. Aroma. Nectarine and orange blossom notes float into a cascade of tropical mango and pineapple. A cascade of tropical mango. Yeah. And if you're not turned on by the smell, (laughs) here's his tasting notes. 
Green mango and yellow grapefruit up front, mild and light bready malt, and a dry, lingering lemon, pithy, bitter finish to keep this IPA incredibly refreshing. And a perfect addition to any crafty session. Two points to make on that. <laughs> First one, can you wink at me? <laughs> because that was actually quite sultry and sexy and turning me on. Second point is um, that's not where you th- people thought this podcast was going to go. <laughs> no, second point is if you weren't a craft be- beer drinker and you saw that, you're just going to go, look at these wankers. Yes, right? This yeah. is my point. This is the yeah. whole reason. We, this was normal to us Yeah, 12 months ago. Music like, to my oh, ears, Sean, yeah, but oh my that God. That sounds delicious. Yeah. It, um, yeah. Tell me, like, you can't imagine reading that out, you know, to your old man. <laughs> and he'd be like, um, you got something you want to tell me, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Feeling a little festive, are we? A little, yep. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, no judgment here. But, uh, are you sure it's not just a face? <laughs> uh, oh. But anyway, sorry, Sean. We still love you, but <laughs> we do. You know, we're we're, we're different now. <laughs> Can I keep on the topic of beers for a little bit longer? Please do, because I want one more thing to say about it. About beer. Oh, beer. Cool. I was just going to mention Gabs. Funnily enough, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's next weekend, it right? It is. It's upon us again. Sorry, Sadly. Daniel Ridd, just for the yeah. – yeah, sorry, we're not going to get to hang out with you there, buddy. Sadly, it's on Mum's Day weekend, so it yeah. makes it attending just that yeah. bit too impossible. Yeah. Uh, later, if it was later in the month, like my birthday, for example, <sighs> like – Previous years. Yeah. We still have to go down to Melbourne for one. Yeah, we would. That would be brilliant. Um, Yes. But this year, it's the year of sour. I know. Again. So I'm not that mad about missing. (laughs) (laughs) It was that way last year. Yeah. And this year, they're doing it again. Remember the last one we went to? Was that two years ago? Oh, no, last year. Maybe the first one we went to. It was all stouts. It was stout. And I was like, oh, I'm in heaven. Yeah. And I was was written off in an hour. but. Um, on that, can I read out a couple of the beers that are yeah, going to be on? I yeah. hope you would. So for all the people that don't know what Gabs is, it's the Great Australian Beer Spectacular where all of the breweries from the, well, Australia and some from New Zealand. Yeah, a few NZ ones. Basically make a special beer, one-off beer, and usually it's going to be something pretty crazy. They don't usually try to do a really Straight down the line, great lager or anything like that. It's going to be something a bit wacky. I'm going to tell you about a few. Let's do it. (laughs) So, well, where do I start? Start with Blackman's. Blackman's, all right. Blackman's are making a barbecue shapes sour beer. (laughs) (laughs) Have you got any of the descriptions of these? I do. You do? Yeah, you want Uh, to know about them? Yeah. So it's a four and a half percent goza. Yeah. Which is uh, a sour style, obviously, because we're talking about sour. Salty yeah. sour. Salty sour. Salty sour. Yep. That's. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Well, the first words are salty sour, <laughs> <laughs> loaded with boxes and boxes of barbecue shapes. 
So they've gone into the fermenter. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, Do you have to chew this beer or yeah, what's right. that? <laughs> We've also loaded up the boil with all the spices, paprika, onion, Worcestershire sauce, tomato and salt. And lots of salt, they say. Uh, all in the name of mimicking one of Australia's favourite biscuits. Yeah. I, I can't imagine know. that being good. No. The last potato chip beer I had wasn't that great. Sambo? Sambo. <laughs> uh, your mates. Your mates made Sambo. For, it was Gab's as well. Salt and vinegar. Gab's beer. Salt and vinegar. Yeah. Salt and vinegar chip beer. Yeah. Well, how wicked was it when we spilled some on the floor and oh, it cleaned the concrete? It was, yeah, like almost <laughs> ate away at the concrete, it, it seemed. Like, it I was, had heartburn <laughs> drinking that shit. No fucking wonder. <laughs> I, I want to try this one because why not, right? Yeah, 100%. Hope it makes the Gab's pack. <laughs> yeah, I might get that. Do you want more? Yeah. Local brewery. Do our listeners want more? I don't know. Yeah, well. Hey, skip this part. I'll yeah. always put the timestamps in for the next topic so you can skip. <laughs> uh, local brewing have done raspberry sherbet fairy floss dessert sour. See, for me, I know people are like, it's supposed to be beer. Why the hell has it got sherbet, raspberry, and fairy, the fairy floss? Fairy floss. That actually sounds really good to me. Could you imagine the old man drinking a beer with fairy in it? <laughs> No, he'd be asking those same questions that he was asking about the other blurb. Uh, I could hear my old man too. He'd be yeah. exactly the same. The, the descriptor they, on this. They think it's weird enough that our beer tastes like passion fruit, yeah, let alone yeah. fairy floss. Like stone of woods <laughs> way out to them. Yep. Yeah. 6% Berliner Weiss. Yeah. Pink wow. clouds and raspberry fairy floss of sugared bliss. This wispy treat will take you on a journey to a sweet yet sour carnival right in your mouth. With more colour than Dame Edna's purple rinse, having a ball will be a cinch. Yeah. They're asking, like, that's worse than Sean's description. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I love this stuff. <laughs> but I want that beer. It, it sounds to me similar to Sour Mama Pepper from Blaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi, Craig. <laughs> uh, oh, look, I won't bore him with... with Heaps more. Just do a couple of stouts. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, more beer. Brewery in New South Wales have released a 6.7% sweet stout called Small Beer. Ooh, clever. Mm. Honey. And look, they didn't go too hard on their description, but in all honesty, it could put a bloody horn on a jellyfish. <laughs> and it is this medley of Gooey, fire-roasted marshmallows and melty chocolate smooshed between bickies will have you going back for more with a double O because more Yeah, because more. That sounds delicious. <sighs> I'm not a stout fan, but I do like the sweet ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds freaking amazing. Better than the licorice one I had last time. Oof. That, I love licorice, but that just... Yeah, bleh, no. Nah. Licorice in beer, that's... Too far, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one more. Um, one Dunner. Brewing Co. in New South Wales have done an oxymoron white stout. So I guess what is a white stout? Stouts are black. Why is it white? Because they're not black. Basically, yeah. they're um, white. White. They yeah. don't roast the malts. They look like a beer. I mean, like a normal pale beer. Okay, but they taste like a stout. Taste like a stout. Yeah, I can't remember who it was years ago, but somebody did one that was freaking fantastic. Oh, Stone and Woods thing. Oh, the cloud catcher. Oh, the cloud catcher. <laughs> <laughs> Stonewood's counterculture, yes. 
pardon me. Uh, the descriptor, a rich, delicious, full-bodied white stout infused. Oh, cracky. Infused with PNG organic vanilla beans, freshly roasted coffee beans soaked for a week in fireball whiskey. Wow. And rounded off by organic Peruvian cacao. Oh, Jesus. Seriously complex flavors that will keep you coming back for another sip. Yeah. Not yeah, a, the last not, one's not a gas price. Yeah, I'm loving it, Maccas. <laughs> Speaking of, let's go have a beer and then talk about some dolphin news. All right, so we got some dolphins news. We do. Lovely. I was going to make a dolphins noise, but I can't do that. <laughs> No. no, no, yeah. I've, I've, like since they've been announced, there's been like a few different people on a few different shows, like trying to make dolphin sounds. Oh, really? You know, it's like that high pitch. Yeah, eh, eh, eh. I'm oh, not gonna try. Yeah, yeah no. But like, how, how is it? <laughs> do it again. <laughs> eh, eh, eh. Nobody can do it. <laughs> oh, it's got to be close. <laughs> yeah, look, um, Dan, Dan, the man from the Redcliffe Dolphins uh, NRL fans Facebook yeah. page was going to be coming on. But sadly, you know, he's called in sick. He's had a big day. He's had a monster day by yeah, the sounds of it. huge day at uh, Morton Daily today. Morton Daily today. Yep, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he got it right. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's going to give it a miss today. But that's all right. We'll still run through it. Uh, the sad thing for you listeners, unfortunately, that means that you're not going to find out about what's going on with the, uh, the upcoming giveaways. No. But that's all right. It'll still come through the Facebook page. You'll still see it there. Um we know that we've got a $50 voucher to give away we do. for What's Your Team. Will you be the lucky winner? Maybe. You won't be. Well. But maybe yeah. you listening will be. That's right. Yes. yes. And uh, and a uh, $80 Dolphins pack as well. Hell yeah. Yeah. So we've got some giveaways. And Dan, he's a legend. He's all about community. He is. That's he, amazing. Loves growing the dolphin's word, spreading the dolphin's word, I should say, growing the dolphin's name. Bloody good bloke, but couldn't be here tonight. Now, the team, well, another tough one today. It was. 29 to 28 losers. So close. I know, just about there. Field goal at the end. Field goal at the end. Yeah, I don't know. I was at work. I missed Ah. it, sadly. It does make it four losses on the trot. Sadly, mm. we, we lost to the Pride last week. Then we lost to the Seagulls the week before. We lost to the Bears the week before that. Hey, look, but then we had a win five weeks ago. That was good. So round two was a win. <laughs> it was. What about round one? Round one we lost, but Ooh. it's okay. Round two we beat the Premiers. Well, that's something. Yeah, that basically means if you beat the team who was the best last year, that means you're the best, right? It has to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way I see it. So we're currently the best team. We are the best. Yeah. Can't say unbeatable, but we're the best. That by my, that's not my logic. Realistically, that's the logic. If you beat the champions, you're the champion. It's the way you got to think. Yeah, right. So there you go, Dolphins fans. We're basically the champions. We are the champions. Don't worry about looking at the ladder. You are the losers. I'm not even saying those words right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe a bit of a tough year. Yeah, we'll see how we go. It's early. It's early. So I'm I'm going off script for a bit here. Yeah. I got a question that I was in a conversation at work today. Right. Um, about a lot of the dolphins in the 
the Host Plus Cup um, comp about them being eligible to play for Dolphins next year due to them being something to do with being a feeder club for a few other clubs that they're locked in to other clubs. Is that a thing or In all honesty, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, but look, I, would, I can't see a world where the Dolphins Host Plus Cup team feeds anybody but the Dolphins yeah. NRL team. That doesn't sit. Well, with me, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Contracts might say otherwise, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't imagine that would be the case. Yeah, and even if there is something in these guys' contracts with the, the host plus cup sides, yep. I'm fairly certain, like any sort of second tier sporting leagues in the world, they usually have like a, an, uh, I don't know, a caveat yeah, in, in that contract that says if the big league wants you, they can have you, sort yep. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I just wasn't sure. I thought I'd throw that question at you, not knowing yeah. what like the feeder club rules and stuff were. And I don't know them, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm going on vibe, I guess. Yep. Yep. But, well, yeah, I mean, while we're transitioning to the NRL side, the NRL Dolphins, Dolphins NRL team. So there's the rumours of, you know, who we're going to sign. Obviously, number one is still Munster and number one should still be Munster. Whatever happens, we need that guy. That's we just need the, the rumoured signing. Yeah. I've been hearing some noise about Matt Parcell coming back from uh, England. Okay. Yeah, from the Super League. That'd be kind of cool. He's a very Was attacking hooker. He an NRL player that went to Super League? Previously played with the Broncos. Okay. Um, uh, I, don't, he, I don't think he was ever really established uh, from memory. Because we, we've always, we, geez, when I was a Broncos fan, <laughs> we always had a good nine in the squad. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, he kind of got overlooked. But now yep. it looks like he's uh, he's developed into a really good player. Uh, if we brought him back, I don't think it would be a bad thing. Yeah, right. Uh, Junior Amone down there in St. George of Lawara. Off not, contract end of the year? Or, yeah, yep. and not getting a run. But he's another oh. young potential guy. Okay. He's not a, an established you know, going to kill it guy. My opinion is that's what Redcliffe need to go for. Like not a, everyone will know I'm not NRL whatsoever, but yeah. the same, same with AFL or any sport. I think you need to like breed your own young players. You need a couple of key marquee seniors, but you need to be breeding your own youth. Yeah. Look, and if to, to back that up, um, all I've seen from Wayne and the, and the NRL, the Dolphins NRL crew is setting up pathways yep. all up the eastern side of, of Queensland. Um, I know a premiership is what everyone plays for, but you you don't want to aim for that your first year. You want to just establish yourself. Yeah, like for get, sure. Yeah. And I, and I see those pathways are being established. Yep. And that, that I like. Um, they've signed a bunch of old hardheads already that are going to help those young guys know yeah, how cool. to train. You know, they, they're going to set yep. the standard, I guess. Um, and those young guys will come through and be all the better for playing with the likes of Jesse Bromwich and, and Felice Cafusi, these uncompromising players that, that, you know, they do the right thing every every training session, basically. Yeah, yeah there's there's no shortcuts. Those young guys are going to learn a lot from them. Yeah, cool. Uh, that's exciting. There's a lot of rumoured guys, including Milford, of course. He's the other one. Um. But we signed someone. Who did we sign? We got one of the 
beast from the Cowboys system up there, Tom Gilbert. Okay. I love what he brings. He's definitely got something about him that says future origin star. Yeah, right. Big back rower, all middle. He can play both. Uh, currently plays for the Cowboys? Currently plays for the Cowboys. Has played every single game, started every single game. Okay. And he's like 20, 21. This one is my favourite signing so far. I love this kid. And what about Sean O'Sullivan? Yeah, look, I got a bit excited when they announced him. Not because I expect the world out of him, but he did look bloody good steering that premiership side around at the start of the year when Cleary was out. Yeah. Yeah, he looked really good. He substituted in for Cleary, basically. It showed that in a good system, he's a really good player. Now, he's not confirmed yet, though, is he? That's the drama. He's not confirmed. Uh, unconfirmed reports say he's signed with us for two years. Okay. Um, I mean, he's played for the Dolphins before in the host, uh, sorry, Intra Super Cup back then. Yep. Um, when he was coming through the Do- uh, the, the Broncos system, I imagine. Um, but yeah, he's, I just don't think that the, the Warriors and Broncos version of Sean O'Sullivan is the finished product. Oh, okay, yeah. He's still a young fella, and what he showed in Penrith is great. Um. You know, and Peter O'Sullivan is our recruitment guy at the Dolphins. Oh, so it's his dad. Yeah, right. Well, uh, if so, he's not in his ear, then he's not doing his job at all, is he? As a father or a or a recruitment agent, there's a good chance we're going to get him. I dare say. Um, but yeah, yeah, unconfirmed reports that we've got him for two years. That Gilbert, we got three years. That's fantastic. So pumped. That's about a good that. signing for NRL, is it? What's that? The, the length of time, or is that just... Oh, that it comes down to the player. Yep. But three years for Gilbert, you know, yeah. And I'm you said he's really only happy. young, so three years is... Only young. Yep. I think he, he came through North's Devils, I want to say. Uh, the the reigning Premier is the only team we've beaten this year. Oh, but, uh, there you go. <laughs> you know, the one that made the us... The only one we're better champions. than. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're better than the champions, jeez. You're the best. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> yeah, look, hey, in other Dolphins news... One thing, we're not here to tell everybody to go out and become members, but go out and become members. Um, The (laughs) foundation memberships are still on sale. And the only reason I even mention this is because in August, season membership, sorry, season passes for next year, season tickets, so you can be a season ticket holder, they go on sale. Uh, And members get the first access. Members get first access. So it's worth the money because I'm... They're going to sell out. You're going to do it, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, am, am I going to do it? Are you going to – yeah. Stupid <laughs> uh, question. Yeah. Look, that's probably um, about it, I think, on the on the Dolphins front for this month. Before we jump to our next thing, you are always active in the, the NRL Dolphins fan group. You got yes. a bit of a reaction from one of your posts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I see where you're going here. Yeah. Um, so – one of the things that I wanted to start doing each month when we get together is focusing on, you know, the best, the most active or interesting or funny, whatever post or comment in the group. Yep. And, uh, wow, yeah, we had a, we had a ripper. <laughs> what a good one to kick it off with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the original post was my own. Uh, that's not the winner at all. Uh, I just thought it was funny. When I was watching a press conference, I, re- I realised that, Kevy Walters doesn't have any eyebrows. <laughs> just funny in itself. Yeah, right. Or maybe he does and his eyes are just constantly in frown mode. So they're covered up. Yeah. They've drooped down that they're much. Like, they've yeah. covered over. <laughs> so I, I, I 
photoshopped some eyebrows onto him and yeah, I asked uh, if anybody had ever wondered what he looks like with eyebrows. <laughs> and Matthew Westling, you bloody champion. Comment of the week. He, what did he say? He channeled his inner Will Smith. Yep. Will Slapper Smith. Will Smapper Slapper. <laughs> and what did he say? Get the coach's name. Out your fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was fantastic. That was a great comment. (laughs) The funny thing was when I first read it, I was like, oh, we've got a bloody Broncos fan who doesn't (laughs) want us bagging. Oh, no, I see what he did there. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) The penny dropped. So, yeah, you don't win anything, mate. But uh, well done, Matt. That was freaking hilarious. Now, Kevy with eyebrows has got a touch of the sliced Stallones about him. Have a look at that picture. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, just, it was also amusing that the picture that I found was him with that freaking weird frown on yeah, his face. Yeah, that's what makes it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's um, take a break and come back. Right. Uh, when we do, we're going to have a third person chatting that's with us. It. It's about time we have a bit of a yak about, uh, I don't know, everything else. Everything else that's going on. Other sports gear. And we're going to bring in a good old mate of mine, somebody that you've you've watched on stage even. Check this out. I went to a shit high school, ladies and gentlemen. I went to a a high school that's in the far northern suburbs of Brisbane. It's on the Redcliffe Peninsula. It's called Clontarf High School. (laughs) Don't cheer Clontarf High School. (laughs) It's a fucking shithole. <laughs> I can tell you, I went to, this is how much of a bogan high school they put Clontarf is. I went to Clontarf for three and a half years. At no stage did I realise there was actually a T in the word. <laughs> I, I thought it had a double N. <laughs> Sandwich between the words fucking and mate. That's how you pronounce people. You go, where do you go to school? You go, fucking Clontarf, all righty. So well, here he is, the one, the only, Stephen J. Whiteley. <laughs> Thank you, boys. G'day, mate. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to us. Oh, you'll have to excuse me if I sneeze. There's a bit of dust coming off that joke that you just played. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, how long have you been telling the Clonarf joke? Uh, well, that clip that you just played was off my first DVD, which was recorded 10 years ago this year, actually. Wow. Um, so, yeah, 2012 that was. That the one with the shotgun, hey, Lou? Yes. T-shirt, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Love it. For, oh, yeah, nobody would know. Shotgun, hey, no. was a band I played in. Was I wearing a shotgun halo? I was wearing a shotgun halo shirt on the cover. Yeah, yeah. I was actually wearing another ex-Brisbane band, uh, their shirt on stage, uh, Spitfire Liar. Oh, yeah. Ah. I remember them. Yeah, I was wearing their shirt during the uh, – because, I, I, you know, I always tried to support the Brisbane music scene because I wanted desperately to be a part of it. And you did, briefly. Briefly, very, very <laughs> briefly. Very, very briefly before I was – Removed from the band I opened for. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is how we know each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not being metal enough. It was great. Um, no, thanks for, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about the Dolphins. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, the reason I'm excited about the Dolphins is 
is because it, it's going to give me a chance to actually – it gives me a team to be excited about again because, like, I'm a, I call myself a Titan supporter <laughs> and and I've got all the gear and I go to the games and stuff like that, but I've never been passionate about the Titans. I supported them because they were an alternative to the Broncos. Yeah. Um, and it's also hard, and I mean this – I say this with love if there's any uh, Titans – people listening it's very hard to get passionate about a team that hasn't done anything and to be quite honestly has never seriously looked like they were going to it's rough yeah that's... last year last year was great when we got to the finals and i mean that that cracker of a match mm-hmm. the, um, one. the first round oh mate you know I, yeah. I honestly but in the back of your head as a titans fan you're sitting there watching it going even if we get through this we're screwed next week yeah i could imagine yeah, that yeah. was that was fantastic, though. It was. I mean, that that. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to relive it because the, the, the final thirty seconds was just heartbreaking. Oh, what about <laughs> Patrick Herbert? Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm so happy for the Dolphins to come in. But it's going to be weird because you and I have never been on the same side <laughs> of anything ever. First time uh, for everything. Well, we, we can um, maybe we need to get together for Origin just to you know. Maybe. Oh, to say so we can hate each other. Yeah, Definitely. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so, mate, have you been consuming much NRL this year? I mean, I know you have. Oh well, as my as my as my status in the tipping charts will tell you, <laughs> <laughs> which the Victorian like, here is winning. Do you want some help from the guy at the top? <laughs> yeah, I guess what I don't get is you're not even an NRL guy, yeah, no. and yet you're blitzing it. Yeah, and uh, I was a blitzing. I'm the opposite. I'm doing all right in the AFL tipping. I was. Ah, I had a, yes. I was. I had a perfect round this uh, this round. I was doing well until um, Frio. Yeah, that's a bit of an upset. That one. That was a massive upset and a close game. So yeah, less than goal. They beat Geelong. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm enjoying the conversation. And and the and the game right on now. <laughs> and, th- and this this game that's happening at the moment is looking to be quite the best as well. Did, yeah, who'd you tip in that one? I know I know your heart lies with Port, but Saints I, or Port? I definitely. I, I okay. So here's the thing: I never tip against my own team. Yeah, fair enough. But I did last night. Oh. Are you nervous about that now? There's only two points or three points difference at the oh, moment. No, no, no. I've, I've tipped Port Adelaide, but oh, when I was saying last okay. night, I've switched codes again. Oh. I've, Oh, there's no way in hell I was back in the Titans against the Panthers. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, oh, man. And, and I, was right out, early. I was out I was out doing something and I got home at half time and I looked and we were falling up and I went, don't you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, the one week. <laughs> oh, but I said, to my, I said to my wife, I said, it's a, I can't lose because – if if the Titans lose, then at least I got my tips. Yeah. Um, and if the Titans win, I don't give a shit that I lost a tip because the Titans beat the Panthers. Yeah, like yeah. That was ever going to happen. But. I was always like that. I never tipped against the Broncos until this year. I just feel this is awful to say. I feel, no, love I feel free. Oh, really? Because I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've supported this amazing – Franchise that's just done so much. They've been so damn good. No bites. Nothing. And they've turned to shit. And now I get to you jump off. Us? <laughs> it's, I'll tell you what, as a as an as a New South Wales fan, watching the demise. Um and it <laughs> let's be honest, it's it's temporary. It's gonna be temporary. Um but 
It has been glorious because <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I don't. But this is this is the thing. Everyone thinks. Everyone thinks I just hate the Broncos for the sake of hating the Broncos, and I don't. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> Got to have a hobby. Oh yeah, that's it. You know, it's either that or selling crack to school kids, and <laughs> and that's frowned upon. Yeah, but <laughs> so is hating the Broncos. I don't think you Brisbane, and and especially I've got a few years on 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 you guys. I don't think you guys could realise when Brisbane entered the competition, our competition, the, when it was the New South Wales Rugby League competition. When we took we ownership. Didn't, we didn't want you. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't like you. Uh, <laughs> and yet some, somehow or another you managed to shoulder barge your way into the competition and then you just came down and smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you had a great squad. And, I mean, you pulled me up on this uh, a few months ago, so when I, <laughs> when I tried to claim that you were fielding the entire Queensland State of Origin squad. And being the research nerd that you are, you went blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> hate him with his statistics. I love statistics. <laughs> Come on. Like, challenge me on many things, but don't do that. <laughs> but being a New South Wales fan, living in New South Wales, following the New South Wales competition, that's what it felt like to us. It was like the Queensland State of Origin side yeah, had right. just invaded our competition. And then on top of it, you guys are so fucking and – I mean, everyone jumped up and down about the Panthers fans last week, you know, giving it to, to the Raiders for doing the Vikings. Yes. That's nothing compared to what Broncos fans have done to New South Wales teams. Oh, really? come on. All they did was and then, sleep and with then a bunch of blues players' wives. Host, now you want to host the grand final. Yeah. <laughs> it's just – so to watch – so watch the Broncos collapse. Um, it's, oh. That's why we're all enjoying it so much. Yeah, fair but enough. But by the same token, we all know – that it's only going to be temporary. And, I mean, you know, the way the way the Broncos played the other night and the way he's played last week, it's it's as Walters said during the week, it looks like they're finally starting to gel. And Reynolds is certainly starting to come into his own. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think you guys, you guys are probably going to turn it around. I tell you, what uh, really scares the shit out of me is them throwing their um, – them, yeah, the Broncos throwing their – Hat in the ring for the Munster signature. That Ooh. that's bothersome. If they get him, there's your there's your you know your new yeah. Melbourne. <laughs> I I think, and I mean I don't know that much about the man, but from what I've seen and from the limited um, knowledge that I have, I, mean, I think I honestly reckon he's probably more likely to come to us because he wants the challenge. That end, he's he's um, tied in with a brewery up on the sunny coast. Uh, he does his ginger beer out of I can't remember the name of the brewery, but Torella. Uh, Torella, that's them. Ah. Uh, he's fa- he's Mrs. Family lives on the sunny coast. So, oh well, that's it. Once you once you, if she decides, <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. that's right. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> was the bloke from the we were chasing from Newcastle and his dad got involved? Oh my god. Don't yeah, even that's, that's nothing once you get a wife involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly it. <laughs> you get a uh, wife involved, you're screwed. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're, what, we, we're basically eight rounds down. So based on what we're seeing so far in the NRL, mate, what are you, uh, what are you thinking? Who's, who's looking good? Uh, who's you know, who's I'm your favourite? 
I'm, I'm thinking it's going to take a full-on Russian invasion to stop Penrith. <laughs> One from Melbourne? Oh, I... That'd be a Mexican invasion. <laughs> <laughs> Build a wall. Um... <laughs> I, I don't I mate I can't see anyone stopping the Panthers. I don't think even the Storm. I mm, mean Pavenhausen's yeah. an absolute freak. He's a freak. Mm. An absolute freak of nature. I reckon he's like Samson. I reckon if you gave him a crew cut, he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to put his boots on. <laughs> Get rid of that haircut. Um, the scary thing about Penrith is they look like they've got another gear at least in them. Oh, and then some. Yeah, yeah. They don't look like they've even hit their straps yet. No, I think we could be. I'm starting to sound like I actually know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, that's why we got you here. Because <laughs> I can make it sound that's like right. I know what I'm talking about. Brilliant. We need someone who's full of shit but convincing. Right. Get widely on the phone. You we're full um, of shit, but we just can't do the convincing part. <laughs> but uh, I think I think with the Panthers squad that they've got at the moment, you could be looking at uh, another Broncos. Um, they've got a young team that are all growing up together. They all read each other. They all back each other up. Um, I mean, the captain coach have obviously got like a massive connection there, so there's no dramas yeah. there. Um, and I think that Penrith out there have got the um, uh, the credo that the, the older generation will pass it down to the young fellows coming up. And, I mean, Penrith is, you know, they, they're mad for their footy out there. Um, and they've got a tendency to, to kind of keep it in the family. So, yeah, I think you could be looking at not just one, but possibly a couple of generations of. Yeah. Of, they reckon of they've got the best junior base in the, in the game, don't they? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And they've got some money out there. They sent me out there to do, um, to do a, 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 a luncheon. Oh, yeah. uh, fundra- fundraising luncheon and uh, with Mike Whitney uh, of all people. <laughs> nice. I, I, it was it was not pretty by the end of the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the the looking at the facilities and the grounds and the the, the support and everything like that, mate. Yeah, keep your eye. Penrith's going to be breeding some some top footballers for a long time to come. Yeah, well, Steve was saying just before uh, before we started speaking to you, um, while Cleary was out. They had another young fella step in. I forgot his name already. Sean O'Sullivan. Sean O'Sullivan. There's that's him, who basically oh, yeah. stepped up and and filled in really well. So yeah, it's just it just showed that the, it's a system. You yep. can, you oh, can yeah. replace pieces, and they just look just as good. And that's what they always and said about Melbourne. Some, that's what that's what Queensland had for a long time, and I, you could see it slowly sort of falling away when you lost a lot of your your big names, your yeah. thigh days, and your th- you know, and all these guys and. Um, yeah, and it's what I was waiting for for years, not just for the Broncos, but for the Queensland State of Origin side as well. I was like, oh, all of these guys just need to quit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was literally then, weighed them out, wasn't it? It was. It was. Uh, it was either going to be that or a, or a plane crash or something. Um, <laughs> not a Chilean soccer team or something. <laughs> um, but no, uh, look, you know, having new teams step up and, I mean, having State of Origins at least interesting to watch again, um, after yeah. eight years of, oh, this shit all over again. <laughs> hey, speaking of origin, who's going to take Latrell's spot for the Blues? I think they're talking, uh, what's his name? Stephen Crichton from Penrith. But, from Penrith? But Staggs, the other guy that they're talking about was Talakai, and Staggs just basically uh, fisted him. Oh, we can't say that, can we? That's <laughs> he torched him Friday yes. night. Yeah. 
he gave but him. Is Stags not a maroon? This is how much how little I know. No, mate. No, he's 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 potentially your best strike center. Oh, yeah, we'll take him. <laughs> yeah, mate, well. I can love I can love anyone once they pull a blue jersey. On. I don't care. It's all it takes. See, this is what they're saying is wrong with the Broncos these days. Their best players are all bloody blues. Yeah, well, it had to happen eventually. Um, <laughs> But I mean, so speaking of, we've we've mentioned it uh, a couple of times. The the father son things. How's how's Harry going there, Steve? Is he still still playing? He is. He's playing for um, Morton Bay now. Sweet. Um, playing playing well for their. He's in reserves. Uh, their Div One. Nice. So they yeah. Did. If he did make it to the big leagues and he went up to the AFL, what's your dreams for him? Would you like to see him play for St Kilda or a love, team with a future? I would love to see that. <laughs> Damn it, trains, I've been, I've, yeah. I've, I've been <laughs> wanting all week to drop that line on you and yeah. you talk over it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of um, Harry, there's a fellow named – well, hold on. Yeah, he's the brother of Turbo, Tommy Turbo. Tommy Turbo. Jake or Gerbo. This bloke's known as <laughs> – Burbo. Oh, God. Ben Trebojevic. Tell me that's not Harry. I know nobody else can see this, but... If he had a haircut, <laughs> hell yeah. If Harry got a trim, that yeah. was him. Harry now looks like Ben Trebojevic from uh, Manly, Mr. Wow. Whiteley. <laughs> He's the Trebojeviches, aren't they? They're, they're, what are they just plucking them from the trees now? How <laughs> yeah. many is that? Ridiculous. Three, yeah. That's three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, did no, you... The, the Trebojeviches are to Manly what the Burgoynes are to Port Adelaide. Oh, God. They're everywhere. There we go. They just keep coming. They just... If only we could score points like if we could score Burgoynes, <laughs> we'd be doing well. <laughs> so we just we were, we were going over who's the best team. Who's got the spoon this year? Quite possibly. If we keep playing the way we're playing, us. Oh, Jesus. I hope not. Well, I mean, like a couple of weeks ago they had – and, I mean, this takes this takes some doing. A couple of weeks I, ago I you know. would have said the Tigers hands down, but now. Well, see, this is, this is what I was going to say, Steve. Like, I know, um, you know, footy commentators are very hyperbolic. It's what they get paid to do. Yeah. To, to, to have a match labelled the worst NRL game <laughs> in the history of the sport – um, the Titans versus Tigers a few weeks ago. <laughs> I was I was blessed enough to actually miss the game. <laughs> but I mean, like the, when you, yeah, I, it's between. I, I guess you know, for your money, you'd have to go. It's going to be between the Titans, the Tigers, and the Bulldogs. Do the Warriors oh. factor into that now with their no. monster win, like monster monster lost? But they they they. They fought hard this afternoon, and 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 man, I had to I had to ride my motorcycle through the throngs of them coming away from ah, my ah. Nice. Warriors don't look terrible to me. They just look like they no. they just don't have the troops, basically. Oh yeah, there just seems to be something not clicking at the moment, and I think it's it's only going to take a couple of you know. A week like the week, get another win under their belt next week and give them the confidence. I mean, look at the Broncos. Mm, this is yeah. what I love about the Broncos. Though. They've won two on the trot. Now all of a sudden everyone's hopping on about They're in the top eight. I'm yeah. like, for five <laughs> minutes because they played on a Thursday night. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm probably the opposite. I was looking at last – well, the Broncos leading up to this week's win and I was thinking mm. they beat – they ambushed Souths and then they beat the Bulldogs twice. They're not actually really looking that good. 
And then, yeah, they put in that performance. I was like, holy shit. You know? <laughs> it was, it was, it was, yeah, they look, they really looked at the goods. Yeah. Um, on Thursday night, they really, really did. Um, Who was that? The Broncos. Oh, we should say it in a whole sentence. I would just sample that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you'll get bits and pieces and you can try and paste it together later. I'll cut and paste. <laughs> it'll, it'll be like that ScoMo song that just went number one. Yeah, number one on iTunes. Wow. Uh, shit. But, uh, there's, there's, there's a guy who's on our on our fan page. I actually introduced him. He's a, he's a comedian, uh, James Matthews. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he's, he's so passionate. Um, either way, he's like going into the game. He's like, "Go, you Broncos! I love the Broncos, greatest team in the history of the world." And then when they do shit, I'm like, I hate the Broncos. <laughs> Bring on the Dolphins! I love the Dolphins. <laughs> oh, so man. what I what I've been doing is I'm taking screenshots every week. <laughs> I'm taking caps awesome. of all of his comments, and I'm going to make him a calendar for Christmas. The twelve, <laughs> the twelve days, <laughs> the twelve emotions. <laughs> I'm loving yeah. and hating the Broncos. Uh, what's Sorry, going on? Borat's just missed another one. <laughs> that bloke's hopeless. It's just frustrating watching him miss goals that okay. he shouldn't be. Steve O's still scoring. Yeah, now you know what it's like to be a fucking Port Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, uh, what's it when they're doing it in a grand final, mate? Oh. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you, in that Melbourne game, do you see um, uh, Nelson basically decapitate DWZ oh. with his knee? Didn't he just take his head clean off? Oh, no, I did. I missed that. Where oh. was he? Yeah. He, he, Thursday night? Thursday night, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I, do, I saw some highlight clips of it. Yeah, he, they reckon he was out before he hit the ground. Oh, he's yeah. gone. And then he face-planted the ground to, for another knock. And stayed out for about five minutes too. That was, yeah. He, yeah. He was wow. gone. Poor bastard. But it is, it's, I mean, at the end, like you never want to see that happen to anyone. But no. at the end of the day, it is a contact sport. That's um, it. And he had no damage. It was a, just it was a, a secondary bump. So he copped. He, you know, cop the bump sort of in flight, and then old mates come barreling through and just knee to the head. Yeah, yeah. It was shoulder to knee yeah. to earth. Yep, <laughs> three times. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, earth's got to factor in there eventually. Um, yeah. There was no time to brace for impact. It was just like face first. <laughs> oh shit! That's, that's that used to be the way that it was every week. Yeah, yeah. On the, I remember years, years ago before I started working on cruise ships, so quite a while ago, I worked at, there used to be a TV station, Bridge 31. Oh, yeah. 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 And um, there was a, a gentleman called Scott Black, and he um, hosted a late-night uh, chat show, a very low-budget, no-budget um, <laughs> late-night chat show. And one one week, he foolishly let me host it. Um, <laughs> God knows what he was thinking. And I went on a rant about how rugby league, this was 10 years ago, and it's gotten even softer since, but how rugby league was getting just way too soft and it was almost like I was predicting the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was basically saying to him, like, you know, 20 years ago, you'd watch guys who would go out and just smash the living shit out of each other, like full-on drop shoulders, high knees, yeah. anything. Um, and then they'd pick them, they'd stay on the field, there was no HIA. Yeah. There was no none of this shit. You got a concussion. How many fingers were I holding up? Close enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there and, was the retribution, which was even better. Yeah, 
But the thing is, they, they do all that, and then Monday morning, these blokes would be out on a building site laying bricks. Yeah, true, yeah. You know, Monday to Friday, and uh, I'm not saying bring back the beef or anything like that, but I'm saying, like, what, yeah. what are we doing to the game? Like, yeah, it's definitely a topic that we could delve into. That's, uh, uh it's yeah, the it, soccer mum or not the soccer mums, but the mums. You can dive you know, deep into that definitely. Not wanting to have their players, their their young kids play the game is you know there's yeah that that is one happens. end of the scope and then there's the other end of the scope. It's hard. Yeah, well, I mean the thing is, was back in our day, like I I grew up loving rugby league, but I didn't play it because I'm a small, slender man who <laughs> folds easily. <laughs> and. I saw these guys that were smacking each other every weekend, and I went, I really enjoy watching this, but I want no part of it. And as a result, I played soccer. (laughs) (laughs) Would this be a good point in time to bring up Nathan Stapleton? Would it? Wow. Talking about biff and tackles and concussions. I suppose. That that was obviously – did you see that one, Wiley? Which one was Nathan Stapleton? Nathan Stapleton, the former uh, Sharks player, 32 years old, retired. I'm not sure when. Maybe he just stopped playing. Um, he, 32 now, so probably a couple yeah, of years ago. A couple of years ago. Broke his neck playing country rugby union, and he's um, he's now a quadriplegic. Uh, right. Used to play for the Sharks. Okay. Yeah. So in the same boat as the, as the Knights play? Very much so. Um, Alex McKinnon's actually thrown his support behind yeah. Stapleton. Stapleton's probably worse off in the in the respect that he's he's neck down. Uh, yeah, yeah, bit sad. Well, very bloody sad. He's got an eighteen month old um, son and another one on the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that one's very sad. It is, um, and you wouldn't you wouldn't wish it on uh, your worst enemy. No. Yeah, that's um, right. The, the family and, does have a, a GoFundMe set up. Um, if you, you know, obviously we could say the the whole link, which is not going to work on an audio podcast. No, but not. if you if you go to GoFundMe and just search Nathan Stapleton's spinal injury recovery, you'll find that one there. Anybody who wants to uh, uh, donate and help out there, obviously that would be great. The poor bugger's got a, a long battle in front of him at thirty two years old. Definitely. Um, uh, the only thing that you can say is that nowadays, you know, anything. The way medical research is coming along, anything can happen, and at least mm. he's, he's at least he's still here with us. And um, as long as you're still here with us, then you've still got a chance. Absolutely, yeah, but definitely. Um, probably not the best time to be mentioning it, but did you see Carl Lawton's spear tackle on uh, Cam Murray last night? Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, what right. did they say? It was the the, the fastest send off in, yeah. in in quite some time. That was oh, that's something I've never agreed with. Yeah, the send off or the spear tackle? No, the spear tackle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that when was you, rough. When you've seen what it can do, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, there's no, there's about. no need for it. I'm all for body slamming. Pick someone up and slam them on their back, but don't turn them upside down and drive them. Yeah, drive them on the head. I remember back in the early '80s. Uh, they, they they went and played a state of origin match. I don't know if it was a state of origin match or just a footy match. Over in the states. Oh yeah, yeah, state of origin. And and the actual promo picture for it, I forget the players involved, but I'll never forget the the, the promo picture for it was uh, one of the players literally inverting 
the other player. <laughs> the full-on textbook, what would now get you blacklisted from the NRL for life, hand between the legs, yeah, covering right. his balls, upside down, <laughs> driving him headfirst into the ground. And that was how they promoted the game over in the States. Yeah, right. Just fucking cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Americans the Americans couldn't believe it. They're like, holy shit, they're not wearing pads. They're uh, not doing – they're like, we've got mouth guards in. We're fucking safe with houses. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, golden. But it's just amazing how in 30 years you go from that's how you're promoting the game to now. <laughs> like, and as I say, spear tackles, no, I don't I don't agree with it. Yeah, but yeah. Now, it? Some, of the, some of the rules and some of the – I mean, this new one in the AFL, Steve, just to jump codes again. Yeah, no, that's all good. That was going to come up. <laughs> this new dissension. Yeah, the umpire dissent. Oh, I've been hearing about this. What the, what the actual living – Yep, like, so, yeah. That is I, a garbage rule if ever there was one. Like, okay, I understand what they're talking about, but don't shoulder barge the guys. Like, I totally agree with that. You never actually touch a referee. Yeah, don't call but them a fucking idiot or something like that. But for raising your arms in an appeal, giving them 50 metres, that is garbage. Mate, I still reckon if you can't get in a referee's face and go, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Like, mate, John McEnroe would be spinning in his grave if he was dead. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't get this. And it's completely up to the umpire's discretion. Yeah, that's right. It's the umpire who goes, oh, I, I felt he was dissenting me. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's uh, There was one that was just a like a slight hand raise in, in, a, in, a, in a basic appeal. Like, did you not see that? And, yeah, 50 metres. So it's basically a way for the AFL, for anyone who doesn't know what the rule is, the umpire dissent, basically they don't want you abusing. It's a way to stop abuse of umpires yeah. and and yeah. like, but they're calling it on basic basic things. This, is, this was an issue in the NBA about 10 years ago. The same, the a same new argument. rule they've brought in this year for the AFL. Yeah, and it is wow. Garbage. In, in the and NBA, you're not even allowed to show that you disagree with the umpire's opinion. That's basically what they're trying to do here. That's, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Garbage. Stupid. I mean, Heath Shaw's come out and said, like, they're doing their job, but the supporters hate it and the players hate it. Like, it's... If the supporters hate it, you're going to have no product. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite funny, though. There was a couple of... You could see there were a few few of the players in press conferences who were were handed pre-written sort of notes (laughs) because there was a lot of players going, and we totally support the umpires (laughs) in this because we want to get them in on a grassroots level. And you continue to go, mate, you don't believe a word you're saying. So the uh, former umpire, um, Shane McKinney, if I've said it right. (laughs) McKinney, McKinney, yeah, it's a weird name. Uh, McKinney. McKinney, that's his name. M C I N E R N E Y. McKinney. Right. That's right. how he. That's who he is. Anyway. Thank you, word for it. Yeah. Basically, he said actions like pointing at the scoreboard, asking the umpire to go and have a look at the replay, and like basically basic three theatrics that seek to undermine the authority and respect Jesus. that the umpire has in his role to make sure the game is officiated in a fair and equal manner. It's wow. Yeah. It's. A bullshit rule. Do you, have, do you have captain's challenge in that game? I was just about to say, so from this, as I'm fairly sure it's safe to assume they won't be bringing in a captain's no, challenge. No, ah, right. <laughs> no. Man, I don't know. You, you probably don't watch too much NRL, but, but Mr. Whiteley here does. Um, when a captain's challenge is 
like deemed successful. Yeah. And the referee basically has to swallow his pride. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you watch the, the, the looks on their faces. Oh. Could wow. you imagine Razor Ray Chamberlain having a captain's challenge put against him? <laughs> <laughs> He's the most hard ass like umpire going around. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the Bill Harrigan of, of <laughs> AFL by the sounds of it. Tell you what, if you have that much trouble with surnames, it's a good thing you're not in the NRL because some oh, of these yeah, surnames that we're getting. Before, yeah. <laughs> uh, we were talking about this before. McKeon Ernie. <laughs> that sound better? As a, as a Titans fan, I still cannot. <laughs> Our captain's the Tia Inafunahunalawu. Like, by the time you've said his name, he's finished playing the game. Like... <laughs> But oh, it's, it's just simple, mate. It's Fasua Malaawi. What's what oh, is that all it is? <laughs> no, you want to know simple? You want to know the best name in rugby league? To'ol. That is the <laughs> best name in rugby league. To'ol. It's short. It's sharp. It ends with an. It ends with a vowel, so you can go either way. You can be successful. You can go to'ol, or you can be disappointed. To'ol. It's, uh, what about that? Is the greatest name in sports as far as I'm concerned. To. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Ah, <clears throat> I, um, one of the things that came up in in uh, the what do you call it? Like we were talking about earlier before we started recording, uh, Facebook memories. Yes. Two thousand sixteen. Newcastle fielded three sets of brothers in a game. They had uh, Daniel and Jacob, Safiti, Sioni, and Pat Matautia. There you go. That's Some of those names yeah, you were talking about. You say that one, mate. And right. um, Tarek and Corbin Sims play in the same game. Surprisingly, it wasn't the first time that it happened. We'd actually had, in 1994, three sets of brothers play for the same team for the Bulldogs from memory. Crazy stuff. Oh. What it's done, though, is it's made me think, how many sporting siblings are there running around at the moment? So not necessarily the same team or just in... Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot, right? There is. Well, Newcastle, is. for example, uh, they clearly like to keep it in the family there. Um, <laughs> had the Gidley brothers, the Johns brothers. Uh, there was a third Sims brother with the two Sims I mentioned before and a Sims sister. Um, then you got uh, Steve, Kevy, Garrett Walters at the Broncos, Burgess boys at the South. Do, do the other two Walters guys have eyebrows? I don't know. Never don't looked. Know. Yeah, they're all on the same coaching team, I think, actually. Uh, Bulldogs, Dragons had the Morris brothers, or twins, I should say. Manly, Stewart brothers, and now they've got uh, the Travoyevich trio. Yes, Turbo, Gerbo, and Burbo. Ookie, Kookie, and Yeah, there's obviously shitloads of others. Um, AFL must have a bunch. Oh, AFL's. Easy. Well, you've got a. Well, the Burgoynes to start with. Yeah, there's the Burgoynes. The old, the Rockers for uh, Collingwood, almost said Geelong. What about my favourite ones? Your favourite? Orange Brothers. Yeah. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah. My favourites were in the, the time when the Lions were smashing everyone. Fuck. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're the most, the most hated by me twins ever playing football in the history of football. The Scott Brothers, the Scott Twins. <laughs> <laughs> Just because they did the poor Nicky Rewalt when he clearly had a sore shoulder, they come up and bloody barged him, punched, like, shoulder charged oh. him. Yeah. They, they played football against him. How dare they? <laughs> yeah, I know. The audacity while he was still on the field, too. 
They made I'll tell you what, it's got nothing made... to do with brothers, but I still reckon the best hip and shoulder I ever saw was Justin Harvey on Wayne Carey Ooh. when North Melbourne played the Crows after the whole debacle. <laughs> Oh, I was there at the I was there at the ground, and I swear to Christ, Harvey covered three quarters of the pitch just to get the carry. He wasn't even on the ball. <laughs> Far out. That's some names. Just to make a name. Yep. Harvey. Um, Ablett, Gary Ablett yeah. Jr. and Nathan, who's the very well, very lesser well known. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, wasn't there? Wasn't there Harvey's? Oh. No. No. Who am I there, are, there are Harvey's, but they I don't think they're related. You got. Robert Harvey and Brent Harvey, but they're not related. Yeah. Uh, the Selwoods at Geelong. There you go. And yeah, the goddamn Scott twins. <laughs> <laughs> well, outside of the these two codes, obviously there's the War Brothers in the cricket, Serena and Venus in the tennis, yeah. Power Marcus Sol in the NBA. Yeah, the Spanish bros. I don't think anybody else knows about them except for me. Vitali but- and Vladimir in the boxing, the Klitschko's. Kate and Bronte. The swimmers, yes. Yeah, the swimmers. But look, the whole reason I... All of this up is because. Oh, hey. thanks, Harry. Sorry, we just got some beers delivered. Oh, I, my wife's asleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> the main reason I brought this up because I wanted to talk about some twins that you guys won't know about because you're not NBA fans, as far as I'm aware. Mark Heath and Marcus Morris. Uh, look, their relationship with each other could be. Described as a little odd. I'll give you some examples. They're both covered in tattoos, but they are 100% identical on their bodies. That's a good start. You're not saying they got the same tattoos. They have the matching tattoos on their no bodies. No way. Every part of their Bullshit. Yeah, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah, Steve was getting beers. Um, they shared an aggravated assault charge oh, yeah, on a fella who was trying to date their mum. Oh my that's, god! That's fun. They're they're six foot nine, two hundred and forty pound men. Um, this keeps getting better and better. They share a bank account. Yes, and once the Phoenix Suns said, "Look, we'll sign you both for fifty million. You sort out how you're going to pay yourselves." <laughs> that stuff just does not happen. No, right? Um, and look, hey, even though they've spent most of their careers playing on separate teams. In 2020, their career total scoring were two points apart. You'd hate to be the one with the lesser amount, wouldn't you? Two points apart after 13 years of playing. It's insane. But, yeah, no. Bit weird. That's my fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that you went through all of those famous sporting brothers and twins and everything and did not mention the Neville brothers from Manchester United. Identical twins. And you not call yourself a sports podcaster. I'm not. I'm not. I'm really <laughs> just a Dolphins fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve, have you noticed the score, mate? Oh. oh I've turned it off. That's a garbage <laughs> game anyway. <laughs> Damn. That's because not because uh, straight after old bloody Borat missed his goal, Higgins missed one as well. Oh, oh, and Falcon. see that cop to the f- <laughs> <laughs> and kicking like that does not help. Damn! Oh, look at his face. Did you see that? He's oh. not, he's not well. Oh damn! That was a good shot. Sorry for uh, the the whole visual on an audio I'm, podcast thing, but is what it is. You guys are shit at this. Yeah, yeah totally. we know. <laughs> who'd, who'd think we've been doing it for three years? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um. So, so I you, totally you said earlier, oh, sorry, on, I've mate. 
totally underestimated Port, especially for tonight. Considering so did St Kilda, apparently. Yeah, they yeah. did. <laughs> considering their win over West Coast. But I mean, like going into half time. Yeah. You guys, you guys had it. What yeah. happened? Did you? Did you go home with the sandwiches? What? Well, you know how you guys are three-quarter kings? We're the three-quarter failures. <laughs> well, Notoriously, third quarter and fourth quarter, we can fall apart. We haven't this year so far. This, so game, this game, we have. We there haven't played go. this bad against Port Adelaide since we played him in China last. We'd <laughs> 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 like a big shout-out to all of our Chinese listeners. Yeah. Absolutely. What I want to talk about is uh, what you mentioned earlier, the the lack of Kalen Ponga signing and the freaking circus that went on around it. Ah, yeah. So uh, supposedly Kalen and his dad, Andre, they made their decision after they met with Wayne, mm. claiming that they weren't impressed with him saying that he'll grow more as a player at Redcliffe. Whether you, whether you agree with that or not, it doesn't matter. What really shited me off those texts getting released. Look, his dad, uh, who's his manager, dealing with mm. Sully, obviously, uh, yeah. Peter O'Sullivan from the Dolphins. One of the text chains that was released basically was Sully trying to get Andre Ponga to oh, just give him anything to say, are we still in the conversation? What's going on? Now, at that point in time, he'd already signed. It was it was a done deal, and they were just keeping the dolphins hanging on, and that shat me more than the fact that the media had got a hold of this because let's face it, Peter O'Sullivan obviously had to leak this to the media. Oh, yeah, and that's where obviously come from one of them because yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was shitty about the way that this bloke had handled yep. things so unprofessionally, and well, you know, to spoil his name out there. What, what was your read on the whole thing? At the, when it happened, I think it's a combination. It's a clusterfuck of monumental proportions, but it is the me. So it's it's a kind of a case of what do you do? Like anything the dolphins do is going to attract the media attention because of the whole Bennett factor. Yep. Um, I've never. <clears throat> I, I mean, I've never seen a ground get built from the ground up the way the Dolphins are, but I've never seen the media coverage mm. attached to it. Like, I don't recall there being this much drama when the Titans were being formed or anything like that. But Bennett. I mean, Bennett, Bennett to a certain degree revels in it. He does as much as he likes to play the strong, silent type and, <laughs> you know, the no emotions and everything like that. You can tell he loves it. Yeah. And he's a shit stirrer of the highest order. <laughs> he's got the best smirk going. He does, and he's a, he's a he's a cocky bastard with every right. He's got a record that's unparalleled by anyone in his position. Yeah, um, and he revels in it. But every now and again, it's going to come back and and bite you in the backside. But um, I I actually think the Bongo uh, they played right into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think or I think to a certain degree, what's happened is I think they've come out of it looking a bit foolish. That's that's what I reckon too. Yeah, it looked like amateur hour. Yeah, exactly. He looked like a, a you know. There are so many analogies here, but you know, a, a dog that finally caught its tail. You know, like he had no idea what to do with it once he fucking had it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. One. 
But, you know, and then, but, uh, you know, I read a quote somewhere, which has, you know, the one true thing that came out of there is don't believe everything you read in the media. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there was a quote that Bennett said to her, oh, mate, if you want to be a rock star, go back to, yeah, go back to the Knights. <laughs> and and so the, the, the feeling that I get is that's exactly what Ponga and his dad want. They yeah. want him to be a rock star. They want him. And I, I kind of get the feeling that possibly what happened behind closed doors was because the, the one thing that's starting to shit me more and more is every time we get a name, it's going to be our marquee player. It's going to be a marquee yeah. player. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think that's basically what Ponga might have thought, that he was going to come up, he was going to be the centre of attention, everything was going to revolve around him. And I've got a feeling that that Wayne Bennett told him that that wasn't the way it was going to be, that if he comes up here, he's going to be a part of a team. Yeah. And he's going to be, he's going to be a, I wouldn't say a small cog, but he's just going to be a, a cog within a bigger machine that's not going to revolve around him. Yeah, yeah, And absolutely. I dare say what's happened is he's probably gone back to the Knights. The Knights know that's what's happened. They've stroked his ego and a few other things. And um, and he's gone, well, this is where I'm going to stay. And he got a huge kerfuffle. He got his name in the paper. Um, and, yeah, at the end of the day, fucking nothing changed. I like your take. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, Bennett probably said something along the lines of, you're not a finished product. You, you yeah, know, you've still got some work to do. And he went, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I mean, at the risk of, of waxing philosophical, which I hate doing and stuff like, is anyone ever a finished product? I mean, the minute you turn around and go, "I can't possibly get any better than I am right," well, then fucking stop playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's enough for you then. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like a Benedism, I would imagine. Oh God, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, uh, look, he's Andre has had a crack. He, I don't think he's a manager's bum hole, um, <laughs> but he's not the worst sporting parent. <laughs> oh, got, no. I, you guys probably know of a few, but I can tell you some. Oh, Have you right. ever heard of Joan Tafua? No. So you've heard, now. you've heard of Payne Huss, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Joan's his mum. Um, she's been on numerous assault charges. Oh, uh, cool. And there was, there was even a, a piece done on Channel Nine after she bashed a uh, a McDonald's delivery driver who was delivering the you know the pancakes that she was <laughs> trying to desperately get. Oh God! When she cut him off, and then had two of her sons that were in the car pull him out of the car, hold him up while she beat the shit out of him. Jesus Christ! Um, I don't have to say allegedly on this stuff because she's been charged. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> um, that's that's a good mum. Um, when uh, <laughs> when when Payne, you know, got arrested at the start of last year, and uh, he, he he said to the the female police officer, "Why are you looking at me like that? Because you're a woman and you think I won't touch you." Oh, um, you know, it disproved the apple doesn't fall far from the tree in that instance. Yeah, but there's some good ones too. Gloria James, you ever heard of her? LeBron's mother. Hey, there you go. So, you know, she's been known to publicly embarrass LeBron by basically every time a uh, a reporter says anything negative about him, she outs him, you know, she goes after him. Oh, why? Yeah, that's a bit embarrassing. But, look, that's not the worst thing she's done or best thing, whichever way you look at it. <laughs> she um, was reportedly destabilising the Cleveland Cavaliers' uh, locker room by banging his teammates. Oh, God. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. yeah. 
That's wow. a good. That's a good uh, sporting parent. That one. Hey, LeBron, I banged your mom. <laughs> I've just, just got a mental image now of her doing that, like at quarter time. So. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is Delonte West, the guy that was supposedly the guy that was banging her. Yeah. Like there was video released of him like a couple of years ago, and he's like on the street, junkie, just oh. totally messed up. It's like, wow, LeBron destroyed your career. <laughs> Terrible. Just, just see a kid in the corner going, why can't you just cut up oranges like a normal mum? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor LeBron. Poor LeBron. What about, what, what about Demir Dokic? Puts a, puts a new meaning oh, to the – Oh, Dokic. Hey, hey, so sorry. Puts a new meaning to the term of being pulled off at halftime. Oi. 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 We've all heard about Demir Dokic. Yeah, actually. we have. Yeah. Wasn't he, what, didn't he actually just get banned from everything? Yeah. He did. He did. So he was um, – well, Jelena, uh, Yelena, however you say it. Elena. She released a book recently – in which she was talking about how when she would lose in her training sessions, he would beat her with a leather belt. What? And beat her unconscious. Wow. Crikey. That's some pretty rough training. Yeah, that's... Um, Everybody knows that being unconscious fucking makes you play heaps better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, being unconscious is what happens when I watch tennis, but... um, (laughs) Most people, I think. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but so he was once thrown out of a match um, <laughs> because he disagreed with the the umpires or officials, whatever you call them, and he called them Nazis. So that was that was interesting. Fucking send him down to the AFL. See how long it lasts. What's a Broncos match? They tend to not put up with too much nonsense these days. <laughs> when they kicked him out of the um, the grounds, he went and sat out in the middle of the main road and caused a massive traffic jam. <laughs> He was banned from the US Open at one stage too, wasn't he? He got banned from the US Open because um, he shoved an umpire, which had nothing to do with anything to do with tennis. It was literally because uh, he bought some lunch. Yeah. And he was like, this is a ripoff. That's not $12.50 worth of food. <laughs> My God. I think that every time I buy food. What the yeah. hell, man? I'm going to push everyone really, around. I think the problem here is it's not drugs in sport. It's food in sport. Food in sport. <laughs> <laughs> Passes mum over Macca's donuts and this bloke over a $12 sandwich. Like, do away with food. You won't have a problem. I want to see him buy a pie and Coke at the MCG and see how far he goes there. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. Let's <laughs> throw in one of those 3% beers. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, or a lukewarm mid-strength beer. <laughs> $17. <laughs> Ah, wow. good old Demir. Hey, but he's, look. he's clearly never been to a fucking music festival. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, the best thing we can say about Demir is he's out of jail now. There's no dramas no. there. Um, yes, he did get sent to jail after he threatened to blow up the Australian <laughs> amb- ambassador to Serbia. And um, when they investigated him, they found uh, nail bombs in his house. Wow. Really? Yeah, so he went off. He's the off chains, yeah. yeah. All of this was after um, after she fired him as oh. a coach. So, yeah. He spiralled then, didn't yeah. he? Wow. Gornskis. But look. I will, no, have, I will have my revenge in three to six business <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I, got, I got one more guy that you guys probably won't know about. Damn it. And it's a rugby league dominated show, so nobody else will anyway. But I don't give a free. Does the – is it – does the sport contain a ball? It does. Oh, that's okay then. Does the player's name contain a ball? It does. It also does. <laughs> Have you ever heard of uh, the Ball Brothers at all, Mr. No. Whiteley? <laughs> I think I've seen some of their videos. The Ball Bags. <laughs> <laughs> uh, LeVar. 
LeVar Ball. So when his son Lonzo was up for, uh, what do you call it? They nominate, they elect, whatever it is. LeVar and Lonzo Ball, these are really their names. Yes, mate. Oh, and he's, he's got two brothers named Leangelo and LaMelo. Yes. No wonder they're angry. Names are not made up to protect the innocent. That's actually their names. <laughs> That's their names. Okay. So Dad talked up Lonzo so much that he ended up getting drafted number two. Yeah. He's done nothing. He's oh. basically Dad talked him into having a career and <laughs> it's turned out that he's shit ass. The two younger brothers, he didn't like how their colleges were treating him, so he took them to play in, I think it was Russia or Ukraine or something. And, yeah, they... One of them ended up playing in Australia. The other one doesn't have anything. Leangelo, the one who has not created a career for himself in basketball, uh, did go to China with a few mates on a basketball, I don't know what you call it. They were basically like celebrity oh, okay. players playing against But he's a not a player. Of, he's a player, but he's not like a he's not professional. A, yeah. And he got busted stealing sunglasses and handbags, I think it was, from like Gucci or something <laughs> in China. So he was basically on death row you yeah. know, as it goes there. Donald Trump <laughs> got involved and oh, basically sure. got him sent That's to the go. Only, this story you know, that is was just... the only thing that was missing from this fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And uh, as, as thanks, uh, yeah, LeVar sent him three pairs of shoes. Now, why would he send him three pairs of shoes? That's because LeVar started a company called Big Baller Brand, BBB. And they brought out a shoe that nobody had ever seen. They pre-sold it at $495 a pair. Wow. And they sold out with so much demand that there was a months and months and months long waiting list. All the A-list celebrities bought them. They were the hottest thing. They were so good that when Lonzo... Finally got into the NBA yeah. and played in them. The first game, they fell to bits. <laughs> and he eventually went with uh, Nike or Reebok Brilliant. or somebody else. Somebody uh, that actually knew how to make shoes. Yes. I'm a fucking surprise. So, um, on, a, on a side note, mm. when I was reading the show notes and I saw BBB, I Googled BBB and it brought up Big Busty Blonde. So <laughs> win-win all around. Yeah, I won't well, go into too much more detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, your search history has some algorithms going on there. That's yeah, good. it does. Um, look, yeah, long story short, I think the, the, the key outside of these hilarious samples that I'm about to play, um, his catch cry, LeVar's catch cry is that he's going to speak things into existence. That's worked so far. <laughs> it seems right? to freaking work. It's terrifying, right? <laughs> How do we make this happen? Yeah. All right, here's some samples. We we talk about the GOAT here, the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, and you running your mouth talking about you're going to beat him one-on-one. Why would you say something so blasphemous? In my heyday, he would need help. Really? He's too really? small. His name is big, and y'all like, it was and a 5-on-5. 5 game, he good. One-on-one, I'm undefeated. Never lost. Yes, son, he's got a lot of promise, but yes. tonight was not a great night. You said it was going to be a great opening night. It was a great opening night. What? How? Big Explain. Big brand went up 12%. Oh. It's always good. Even when you lose, I win. You see what I'm saying? Big baller brand, we here to stay. Are you saying Lonzo better than LeBron? Yes. Now, when the incident happened in China and, and Donald Trump allegedly helped, and then he came at you, how, how did you feel about him coming at you? And Did you really send him some sneakers? I sent him some sneakers. 1600 Pennsylvania. 
gave him three pair. Let him know how we roll. Mm -hmm. Red, white, and blue. So we patriotic. Yeah. All right. Well, look, like I said, that's, that's, I'm not going to keep bothering you guys with um, NRL talk now. No, no, um, I've got an NRL point to bring up. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you saw um, either of the Steves, Ricky Stewart's flare up at the journo's question about Penrith supporters doing the Viking clap. Yeah. Yeah. What like, was your take? What did you think? I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid question and a waste of everybody's time. Like, the players don't care. Dan, you said something about it being a massive waste of time or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah if that's much. all the questions you've got, then, yeah, we're done. <laughs> Fuck me dead or something along those lines. Yes, that was it. It was that. But some of the, some of the questions I ask at those press conferences, I think the best is watching Kyrgios get fucking interviewed <laughs> at the end of it. Like, I'm not a massive fan of the guy, but I just love the way he treats the journalists with such disdain. Oh, yeah. And they hate him. They hate him yeah. so much. Did because you... he literally just sits there and goes, really? Yeah. That's what you're going to ask me. Yep. <laughs> did you see after he did the um, – he played in a celebrity basketball game for the NBA yes. also. Oh, okay. And like – Steve Porfino's had a go at him. Oh, man, everybody has. He, he went out there and he's actually a really good basketball player as it turns out. And okay. he just like annihilated everyone. And everybody's like, well, he didn't have to do that. Oh. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, <laughs> for fuck's sake. He doesn't – He. Subtlety doesn't exist in that man's universe. Like, <laughs> no. You know, everything he does has to be done just to annoy people to yeah. the degree, or he doesn't bother yeah. doing it. That's the only thing I like about him. You know, <laughs> I, I heard something, I don't know if it's true or not, that he doesn't actually give a shit about being good. No. I mean, he wants to be good, but he doesn't, he, he doesn't care about being the best. Yeah. So he, like, he doesn't train, he just like does a little bit here and there to stay fit. It's like that Olympian that eats chicken nuggets every day. <laughs> but he's, he said he's more interested in being famous and being a personality than he is being a good tennis player. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that's his. But that's his. That's his defense. When everyone calls him out for being a knob jockey, he just turns around and he goes, "Yeah, but more people are watching the game now than ever was before." And everyone goes, "Fuck, yeah. he's rock." Yeah, it's a happy Gilmore vibe, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh, I mean, like, but then you watch him, though. You know, when when he was in Australia and the crowds were fucking going mental and the other players were complaining about it, and he's telling them all to suck it up, oh, you got to get used to it, it creates atmosphere. Yeah. Then he goes over to America and they start doing it to him and he starts throwing big hissy fits going because of bullshit. Pick a line and stick to it, mate. You know, you know, you get the best of both. But I think the best was, I think it was Tomic. I mean, oh. when he started going off the rails and everyone turned around to him and they were like, what are you doing? And he goes, I don't give a fuck, mate. I'm 19 years old. I've got $40 million in the bank. Why do I care? Yeah, yeah. And I, I've got to admit, man, like, fair enough. Now I can say that. Yeah, at the time I thought, you suck. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> but, yeah. That's like when, when Ash Barty retired and everyone goes, oh, why would she retire? I'm like, fuck, mate, she's 25 years old. She's got more money than God. Like, <laughs> she won. That's like, it. Like, you guys don't seem to understand what life is about. Life is about getting as much money so that you don't have to fucking do anything ever again. That <laughs> yeah. is the whole point of life. Yeah. And she nailed it at 25. <laughs> yeah. I fucking, I quit too. She's winning at life. Absolutely. She and, definitely and, is. Now, now she's like, oh, I might just go and win a few golf tournaments just to piss people off. Fuck, go yeah. do it. Enjoy yourself. And I have no doubt she'll show up in the ladies' Sheffield Shield at some point. She'll probably pull in a Bronco, I wouldn't know. No, AFL, Richmond Tigers. Richmond Tigers jersey. And then a Broncos jersey. She'll do whatever the fuck she wants. Well, she's already played for Brisbane Heat. 
Yeah, that's it. It's mental. Yeah, which, goes to, which goes to show just how fucking easy it is to bloke a Brisbane team. <laughs> no, nah, I'd say good. I these, you know, like you, we were talking about, you know, sporting parents and how they're lunatics and stuff like that. And I mean, like I had cousins who were swimmers, and um, yeah, Jesus. I, I, I saw what they went through. Like their their whole life is just. If you go through all that shit and then you reach a point where you've got enough money and you don't care, fucking quit. Yeah. <laughs> go, why break your body even further? Why put yourself through all the stress and all the emotional highs? Why put yourself through sitting through fucking bullshit journalist press conferences after you've just had your ass handed to you by an 18-year-old fucking athlete and then sit there while the journalists go, and how did that make you feel? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why do it? Fucking quit. That's my advice to kids everywhere. Fucking get in and quit. <laughs> get in, smash everybody else, just pound them into the yeah. core of the earth and then – And then quit. Quit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're 21, that's fine. Just quit. That's- just quit. Just fucking, you've already won. That's why everyone's <laughs> questioning you because they've got the shits because they're still going to get up and do it again tomorrow. Yeah. The world would be a lot better if people retired earlier. Oh, jeez, I'd love it. <laughs> I'd retire tomorrow. Scott, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Probably I'd... mention right now the St Kilda and Port Adelaide game has just finished in a one-point thriller of yes. Port Adelaide winning, much to my yes. dismay. Yes. Yes. And much to my, much to my jubilation. Yeah, I bet. Yes, Just yes, very, very happy. I didn't see it coming. I've got to be honest. When I, I, we didn't kick a goal in the entire first quarter. Yeah, Saints. Saints. You had two, I think. Yeah. The- yeah, I remember I, I, I looked at the – because as I said, I wasn't watching the game. I've just been watching the score update. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys were kicking one out of every three. We were kicking one out of every five. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, you, you guys were like three nine. We were fucking one five or something like that, one four. So it's ended in five goals, 13 to you guys, four goals, 18 to St. Kilda. I mean, 18, to kick more behinds than goals oh. for a winning team is bad, but for a, lose, or for a losing team is bad, but for a winning team is even worse. But that's – a win's a win. You've yeah. got to take it, I guess. Well, they, they were playing up in Cairns, though. Yeah. Maybe the goals, maybe the goals are different up there. <laughs> Their regulation <laughs> size or what? <laughs> I don't know. They do things differently in far they north. Do, they're, yeah. they're a strange bunch. I didn't even realise there was a huge um there's a huge AFL base up in far north Queensland. There is a bit. I know that from uh, Harry when he does he when he used to do his rep stuff. Um yeah. up there they've got I think like the Suns Academy. They don't do the Lions Academy up there. Right. And yeah, they've got there's a few grounds around up in Cairns because he did a um, well, yeah, one of his rep comps up there. They played at Kazali Stadium and a few other local grounds, and it was yeah. yeah. Well, that's what they played tonight was Kazali yeah. Stadium. Yeah. So, and uh, I'm just looking here. Um, Carlton are absolutely trouncing North Melbourne, but I think that was that was to be expected. Yeah, that was to be expected. North Melbourne are having a shocker. Yep, they got Paddy Cripps back. I think they're without one of their other key plays, but that's not going to stop them against North, who have basically. What? Done. What What's happened to them is they've done it to themselves, old North Melbourne. They've got rid of uh, most of their key players in the last two, three years and gone through the rebuild now. They want a priority pick this year, but I don't think they deserve it. 
Yeah, I I feel bad because I, I I've got some good friends who are who are North Melbourne Melbourne fans. And they've got some loyal fans, and they just seem to be just constantly disappointing them at the moment. Yep. I mean, they got rid of Brent Harvey. I know he was old as dirt, um, but he was still running around with the best of them. Yeah. He could have gone for another year or two, maybe. Um, they got rid of was it Alir Alir and yeah they sent him to us yep which and I'm very happy about he's a good player did you guys have oh sorry who else did they get rid of oh Mason Wood we picked him up yeah they, so they've, they've got rid of a few of their key players to try to bring in youth but they've done it all wrong and I, like they're, now they're in a position where they're I don't know if they're mid-rebuild. They're obviously not mid-rebuild. They're just trash at the moment. Yeah, but, but whenever whenever a team sort of scraps and starts bringing in the youngins, everyone says that. Everyone goes, oh, they've done the wrong thing, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, they're not going to be young forever. And go and shit. I think sometimes for, for youngsters, if you come into a successful squad, I don't know if it helps you as much as if you come into a shit squad that yeah, you have point. to build. Yep. You know, and, I, you know, talking, the, the one thing I do like about the Ruse fans is that talking to them is they are realists. And I've spoken to a lot of I mean, one of my mates, he's been a, a member. He got sent a thing. He's been a member for like 37 years of um, North Melbourne Footy Club, like a financial member. Yeah. And, um, and he said to me, he goes, yeah, we're rebuilding. We've got faith that they know what they're doing. We're going to be shit for a few years. It's going to be hard, but we're going to suck it up. And... Um, you know, we'll we'll regroup and regather in five years' time and have this same conversation. Yeah, right. So it it seems that those that are in the know. So obviously, I don't know. Maybe the hierarchy of North Melbourne have actually sat the members down and gone, "This is what we're doing. This is what's going to happen. Yep. Here's the plan. Don't give up on us." And um, yeah, you know, we'll see. It's good. Better than see what they fucking, do. Better than a lot of it. Queensland, so it's not just the Lions, but the Broncos. Every, every time they go on a losing streak, that's it. Everyone's burning their oh, they, jerseys and yep. ripping up their membership cards. And, yep. Yeah, um, but, yeah, not us Port Adelaide fans. We, uh, we, we, we sucked for a while and we're still here. <laughs> oh, man, long-suffering Saints supporter here, so I know the struggle. We've been rebuilding oh, for about 20 years you, now. You've lifted, you've lifted silverware a lot more recently than we have. <laughs> Way the back in time, 1966. The last time, the last time we were in a fucking grand final, we got wow. <laughs> I think the oh no, I think the record was actually beaten. I think Western Sydney and Richmond was it a couple of years ago was the greatest deficit. Oh yeah, yep. But up until that point, it was us versus Geelong back in um, was it 2008? Bloody Geelong. They're, yeah, we got thumped by the Cats in the grand they, final night by done 92 us, points. They done us in 09. I don't know the the, the difference. They were, they were a dead set force to be reckoned with for they a very, were. very good long time, the Cats. Yeah. Who do you see this year? I would, in all honesty, the first few rounds, I was like, it's Carlton's year. And then Paddy Cripps had a week or two off and then they've lost a couple. Mm. Um Richmond are looking good again, ish. Yeah, I think but I, it's I, Lions for me. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah, Lions. Or, or, or Lions or Melbourne, hundred percent. I, I said the I same last Richmond, year. 
I think Richmond are going to be one to watch when Dustin Martin comes back. Yep. Because um, he's he's pivotal to that team, uh, and you can see that. Ben, so that's the thing with the with the Tigers is they've been suffering without him, but they're still up there. They they are. They still. What are they eighth? I think going yeah. into this round. Yep. So that's the thing. They're not like Port Adelaide. We lost our main man, and just the wheels fell off completely. Yeah, see about that losing Charlie Dixon. Eagles had the same thing. They lost, or they lost a few at the start with COVID. Yeah, um, they didn't have Nick Nat. He came back for a game. They won, and then they've lost ever since he he went out again with injury. Nick I mean, Nat. Nick, yeah, Nick Nat Newey, old Tic Tac. <laughs> okay, he's their big ruckman. He's right. he's the key. Again, this is again this is AFL names versus NRL names. <laughs> <laughs> we shorten it just to make it easy for ourselves. No, no, no longer is it Tino Fasui Ma'alawi. No, <laughs> no just Nick Nat. I mean, mentioned your win over or the Ports win over them before the you know one hundred seventeen to thirty three. Yes, that's something. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's. Huge. I don't even know that. That's like. If that was basketball, that would be a fluke. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's an absolute pasting. That's a, that's a cricket score, isn't it? And was Dixon in that game or was that just – or was he been out that? for – was Dixon in that game or has he no. been out for a bit? No, he's been out for a while and he, they reckon he's probably going to be out for another few months. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's not looking good. He like, done all the ligaments in his ankle or something. Oh, he did okay. it done. He did it at fucking practice. Like it wasn't even a game. Oh, that makes it even worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just been – and, I mean, you can see him week in, week out, sitting on the sidelines watching, and he just so desperately wants to be out there. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the risk you run as a player. It's like do you go out early and risk putting yourself out for the rest of the season or do you um, do you sit back and wait until you're 100%? But hopefully the last couple of weeks will give us the boost that we need. Uh, hopefully it'll um, it'll get uh, everyone off um, off the coaches back. Yeah. Back. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, you lose a few games, then everyone's like, sack the coach. Simple oh, as that. Yeah. That's, well, that's it, not the answer. It's, it shoots me to tears. I'm a massive uh, EPL, English Premier League fan, and it's rife over there. The minute the team does bad, oh, sack the manager, sack the manager. Yeah. But they've got more money than Sensei. Sack them and still pay them $100 million. Yeah. It's a modern day thing, I reckon that Crazy. is. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 been around forever. It, it, when the team's doing well, it's because of the players, and when the team's doing shit, it's the manager's fault. Yep. Unless exactly. you're Wayne Bennett, then it's never your fault. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's yeah. That's going to be the hard thing about being a Dolphins fan. I know we're supposed to be talking about AFL, but I'm, <laughs> no, we if I do meet him, I'm going to I'm going to go fucking good game, and I love what you've done with the team. Still don't like you. <laughs> And he's going to have the same attitude as everybody. I don't fucking care. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> That'll never change. Who are, who are you and how did you get in here? Like, oh, you know. <laughs> Why are you in my bathroom? Yeah, I was going for the wardrobe. I was going to Wayne just pick a shirt and fuck off, all right? <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, I, I definitely think um, I think this year, yeah, I, I reckon keep out. I, I, I like your idea about the Lions. Um, and I'd love to see him do it because uh, a couple of years ago I stopped hating on Queensland teams just because they were Queensland teams. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, shit. Really? Uh, not, not, not your state teams. They can still fuck off. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I do quite like the Lions, but, yeah, I, I, hope they, I hope they can go the distance. I mean, I watched – for me, 
the game of the round last week was Q Clash because it was Q Clash. Um, the Gold Coast Suns, they've been getting better, but to me, they're still like a like a local side. I don't know the best way to describe it. Um, yeah, you got you know, your, your top tier AFL teams. They're silky and smooth and professional. Then you've got the Suns, who are still that scrappy is the best way to describe their play style. But on their best day, they can get a win. But, yeah, on their best day, they can scrape through with it. And to me, they bring other teams down to play their scrappy style, and that that's starting to work for them, whereas it used to be they used to get bags kicked on them. But now, yeah. <laughs> Is that an AFL team? Yeah, kick a bag of goals, yeah. They used to get <laughs> Sorry. their bags kicked? Yep. Yeah. No, no, oh my God, no, not, not their bags kicked. Oh. <laughs> oh. Right, yeah. you too. Christ. This is, this is the ultimate in professionalism. Yeah. This game's getting better. It's what we do. The Gold Coast, the Gold Coast to me, they kind of, every time they run out on the field, they still look surprised to be there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but, um, mate, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll be barracking for them tomorrow because uh, anyone who can take down the pies is fucking oh, good in yeah. my book. you got to hate the, the pies. The thing is, with what you were saying before about bringing teams down to your level, Collingwood can scrap with the best of them. Yeah. They can. I mean, they didn't have teeth when they went out on the field. They're not scared of losing <laughs> so. it. 100%. I get that. <laughs> it's a teeth to tats ratio with Collingwood. <laughs> the more tats you have, the less teeth you have. <laughs> teeth, um, and special, teeth and special uncles. <laughs> um, on a more, more serious note. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Paddy McCartan. You know of him? You know you break it what? Oh, Paddy McCartan. Right. You know of him? No, but he's got Carton in his name, so he might McCart- be right. Yeah, Paddy. Yeah, he's McCartan. McCartan. <laughs> so he was the 2015 number one draft pick for St Kilda. He, <laughs> right. he had a yeah had a few injury plagued seasons and was retired. Delisted, you could really say. In 2018, due to several concussions, he had eight since 2015. Wow, in three years. In, oh, yeah. This is starting to ring a bell. Yeah. He's got lots of bells ringing in his dome. Um, is, he, is he with Sydney now? He has, yep. Yeah. Made, made a comeback with the Swannies this year and has been absolutely slaying it down back in a defensive role. Um, yeah. 58 um, touches in over five games. Um, just last oh. week... In round six against the Hawks, in the third quarter, uh, they subbed him out because he got a knock to the head, so another concussion. Oh, I saw yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. That's the dude in the locker room. Yep. Yeah. So i got a couple of points on this. Um, is it worth the risk for him? I know he loves the footy and just wants to play footy, but at what cost? Like, you've had nine concussions now. Like, how long until too much is it, you know, it, it's too much, basically? Well, I mean... Mm. There, there are UFC and fucking boxers out there who are taking hits to the head week in, week out. I think it's, mm. I think it's up to the player, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's I'm. It's a hard one. I was all for him coming back because he's absolutely like I was. Yeah, he was absolutely killing it for the Swans. Um, they reckon he's like a week out with the concussion rule. Then he's going to come straight back in, pretty much. Um, so I don't know if you saw the broadcast part of it so the tv oh they've got cameras down in the change rooms 
Yeah, and they I saw showed, that. Yeah, they showed the moment that, or you know, they they say it was the moment he was told that it's another concussion and like the devastation mm. him upset. My point of that is, I think it's absolute bullshit that they've got cameras down in the change rooms in the first place, and then to, mm. to televise that, I honestly don't think that's needed. Like, I mean, it's, still in it's the game. football. You don't need the dramatics. They do, I think. Personally, I think it sells, oh, yeah. it sells the fight, game. Fight, fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a fucking concussion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, this this is the stuff that that gives the the journos and whatnot stuff to talk about, which keeps it in the media of twenty four seven. It's it's. Hang on, no, I'm going di- to disagree with you here because yeah. the game of football has been around for a hundred fucking years and more uh, without the soap opera journalistic. Bullshit. It's. But was there money early? No. And we, we've seen what the the gutter journalism has done to the coaches in, in that presser with Bevo and Tom Hello, Morris Tom as Morris. well. I was going to say, you sound like a Western Bulldog. Show, <laughs> <laughs> that was last, last yeah. month. Yeah. <laughs> you see him drag his kids out between them. Yeah, oh, I was going to bring that up as well, man. That's, yeah, got his kid out and whoop. Go to Macca's, Dad. Nice plug for your sponsor there, buddy. Oh, my yeah. God, really? Yeah. Is that how it went? That was, yep. What are we going to do? We're going to go to Macca's on oh the way home. Oh, my God. Yeah, it turned into an advert? It pretty much was. Wow. It was pathetic. Oh. It was him trying to look not so much like a dick from his last one, but it just, yeah, it's just pathetic. But wasn't he like a good dude like three weeks ago? Yeah. And now he's just a stooge? Now he's, yep. Oh, poor bastard. Working for demand. This is what he had. He sold his soul. <laughs> This is what happens when you turn the game into a fucking soap opera. Yeah, exactly. If you want to watch a soap opera, well, I mean, they got watch rid Rapid of League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, 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 I just sound like a grumpy old man where I want to just go back to just play fucking football um, or cricket or yeah. tennis or whatever the fuck it is. Just do it. Concentrate on that. Leave all the other bullshit alone. So they're trying um, to get rid of the theatrics on the field. How about keeping the stuff that's happening off the field out off the cameras as well? But as a fan, exactly. come on, you want to see that shit, don't you? No. If you no. Had, if you if you had the option to see it or not see it, no, I'd rather watch it. the game than watch some bloke in a change room. Three Unless months. old mate's mum was in there banging the team. Like yeah. and Dana. I'll send you the link. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jones in there bashing them while yeah, Gloria's banging them. That's weird. See, Throw some cameras in for that, but not some poor bloke that's just been told that yeah. he's taken okay. another knock to the head. No one needs to see that. And see, throwing back to the Scott brothers in that infamous game with St Kilda when they Showed him his targeted – Yeah, where they basically – yeah, they said, sunned get, him. Get, get the hell off the field, young fella. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, five minutes later, he was in the stands in a sling crying. It's the same sort of thing. You know, like, yeah. don't show my man crying. He's oh, my man. man. <laughs> just, just <laughs> Maybe a, I'm just too close on, to on that. Your, um, uh, with what you're talking about with Paddy McCartan. Yeah. Mr. Whiteley, you'd know – very well, like board court. I would get nervous when you say my name. I like know, that. I, I know. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm talking to you like you're in court. But the drama I have here is we're all named Steve, so it's yeah. like, what hey, do Steve. I fucking call yes, you? Yes, yes. Everybody on this podcast is Steve. Right. But, what do you uh, anyway? What do you want? <laughs> well, yeah, in the interim, now I feel like I'm in court. Fucking talk to me, <laughs> Boyd Gordner, 29 years yeah. old, last year. You know, concussions. Yeah. 
stats that you know that sucked because he was potentially one of the best players, best back rowers could have been all time, but his career was cut short. Is what it is yeah. there because he because he played the game the way yeah the way it used to be played. That's the thing. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't see how it's yeah. I mean, this Tough is the one. thing everyone has talked about. Oh, it's been happening for generations and it just wasn't picked up years ago and that's why it's dangerous. But, I mean, you look at some of these blokes. Some of them, I mean, like, I would never hold footy commentators up as being, you know, vegetables of intelligence. But <laughs> a lot of the blokes that are doing the commentating, you know, you look at your blocker roach and, um, you know, these guys, they all took massive hits to the head week yeah, in, week yeah. on. Yeah. And I think it just boils down to if you're susceptible to it or if you cop a particularly bad one, then, um, you know, it's the luck of the draw and it's it's the game. And mm. I You, t- you I, sort I of accept the risk I, with it? I can't say I'm 100% on board with softening the game up. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, as uh, much and as... it is a shame when someone gets hurt and it is a shame when, you know, uh, someone – ends up in a wheelchair or, or worse or, um, you know. Um, but by the same token, I, I think it's it's up to the it's up to the individual to make the call. Do you think um, we're, we're at the, like, either game, are we at risk of, of dealing with, you know, like an NFL style, um, you know, the whole CTE scandal that they faced? You know, shit, Will, old Slapper Smith was in a movie about it. The old concussion yeah. movie, you know that that became huge, multi billions of dollars. You know that well, if the game wasn't so corrupt, it could have <laughs> could have. Yeah, the game. see, this is this is what happened, and this is again where I get to sound like a grumpy old man. This is what happens when you when you bring that much money into the game. Yeah, and it's in my opinion, and it's only my humble opinion. I mean, like here's me talking about the games being ruined and. They're still attracting tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of viewers and spectators every year. So fuck me and what I know. But you know, I've watched. I, I was always uh, first and foremost English Premier League. I've always been an English football fan, and I've watched that game just get and my team in particular get absolutely decimated because people care more about money than they do about the game. And I remember back in the day when. Your sport was about your team, and it was about the team that you kind of grew up and wanted to play for. Yeah. Um, and tribalism. Yeah, tribalism. You know, and that's. I mean, I had this, and I'm not. I'm not just picking on it because the Bronco that you can. Um, but I was watching Adam Reynolds, and the way all the Brisbane Broncos fans are, you know, fucking loving him and worshiping, which is good. It's the way it should be. That's the way your captain should be. But I. You remember sitting there going, he doesn't fucking care about the Broncos. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. He came up here for a, for a paycheck, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, 12 months ago, he was doing exactly the same thing for the Rabbits. He's found some, some pretty good narratives, you know, that, that, that around his decision and whatnot. But at the end of the day, your argument is valid. I mean, it's one of the reasons, one of my sporting – I don't hate the word hero, but idols, but one of the blokes that I loved was, and love him or hate him, it doesn't matter, was David Beckham. Um, I admired that bloke so much because he, like, don't get me wrong, by the same token, he did make a couple of bucks off it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he grew up and he loved Manchester United 
and he wanted to play for United and he signed for him as a kid and then he played for United and then he had always said that he would never play for another English squad because he was United mm. through and through. Right. Okay. And when his time come that him and Sir Alex Ferguson could no longer see eye to eye and he wasn't fitting into the squad, he left the country rather than yeah. go and play for another team. That's right. That's when Should he went they? to, was it Galaxy? LA. Sorry? Is that, is that when he went to LA? No, no, no. Before he went to LA, he went to Inter Milan. Oh, okay. Um, and, and played there for a while. But that was just because Inter Milan at the time were just – they had more money than any other club in the world, and they were just buying all of the best players in the world just so that no one else could have them. <laughs> I mean, at one stage, you know, they bought, yeah, they bought David Beckham, and they had three world class midfielders, you know, sitting there. And then he went over to LA, and now what he's done for um, for football, raising the profile of football uh, or soccer uh, in America, has just been phenomenal and then you know when you're that rich you just fucking create your own team why not (laughs) Um, tell me something i I don't know football or the european leagues or whatever at all um do they have salary caps and no the i'm gonna say the amount they're paying everyone i don't reckon they would do they do they have like a league that is you know is it is it just haves and haves nots like does it yeah Right. Very much. Okay. And, that, and that's that's where, to a certain degree, as I say, like um, it, it, it has ruined the game um, because you've got these teams that are always going to be up there just because they've got the money. Yeah, okay. Whereas, so you look at – so it, it's a multi-tiered competition. So the teams that are – every team that's in the lower leagues has the um, – you know, theoretically, they have the potential to make it all the way to the top because every time they get promoted up a league, they get a massive bonus, right? They get a cash injection. And then when they get up into the, the, bigger, uh, the bigger tiers, they sell more tickets because they get to play against bigger yeah, teams who bring yeah, their own right. supporters. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So you've got, a, you've got a team who, you know, when they're playing down in Division 3, they're getting, you know, maybe fifteen, twenty thousand 20,000 people to a match, which for an English Premier League match is absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, but then, you know, if they draw a match against Manchester United, Manchester United are going to bring 30,000 of their own fans. Right. So, so it, all, see, it all does boil down to money. But then again, you've got, you know, these multi-billion, billion, billion. billion. You watch. Elon Musk will buy a Premier League team next. That'll be what happens. Um, so too busy spending his money on Twitter. So, so <laughs> do, do, and not to, yeah, bore people who don't care, but um, do you get your Beckhams often, like players who are just parochial? They just no. love their team. Uh, and they, You they, do, but no, very rarely in the at that level. Like to the point right. that like, you get a really – a star player who sticks with yeah. his team to the point that they go from tier to tier? Like, does that happen? Yeah. Uh, it does, but as I say, not very often in the Premier League because in the Premier League, you'll get down in your, in the championship division and the, and, the, um, and, the, and the lower tiers, you definitely will. You'll get great players who come up through the ranks and become leaders and they can take their team to promotion. But unfortunately, it boils back to the, the, the fact that you bought before. It comes down to the haves and the have-nots. And unfortunately, it comes down to, and this is where I say, it, in, on the one hand, it ruins the game because when you're the manager of a football team, if you, if you create a player like that, 
right, who starts attracting attention um, from bigger clubs, and this is what happens to so many of the smaller teams, yeah, we'll give you $100 million for that player. Yeah. And then as a manager, you go, well, I can sell that one player and buy five great players. Yeah, yeah well. Yeah. So then, and then basically the player, to a certain degree, doesn't even get a say in it anymore because once the manager goes, you're going over here, that's where you're going. Yeah, shit. So you just don't you just don't get it anymore. But anyway, we veered completely off topic. How good no, for Port Adelaide tonight? But that's okay. No, no, let's keep on your other topic. Um, <laughs> no, one thing I found surprising, which was brought to my attention by a freaking comedy series of all things, um, <laughs> was it Ted Lasso? It was Ted Lasso. <laughs> was relegation? Yeah, relegation. I had no idea of that. That you, if you don't perform well, you're getting dropped down to the championship championship league from premiership. Yeah, that's right. I had no and idea. It happens, it happens in every tier. So basically, at the end of every season, the top two teams from each division get promoted, and that's where I was saying before they get a massive cash injection. Yep. And we we're talking hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds. Um. And your bottom two teams get dropped down. So is that like even Manchester United who have bucket loads of money just like sitting around, They, if they lose enough, they're going to get relegated? Yes. Wow. Wouldn't and it happens all the time. I mean, millions of uh, – I was going to say millions of years ago. Millions of years <laughs> ago. Millions of years ago. <laughs> when the dinosaurs played <laughs> soccer. When the dinosaurs were playing football. <laughs> uh, but years ago, Leeds United were a massive um, – were a massive force uh, in the Premier League. When they had Harry Kuehl playing for them and Mark Viduka and uh, Bosnich and all of those guys, um, the they Aussies. were doing really well. And they got mismanaged um, and basically had to sell a whole bunch of players. Then I think they got in trouble for something and got stripped of some points and they ended up getting relegated. Was it all the cocaine? Uh, sorry? Was it all the cocaine? They, they no, got him in no, trouble. No, that, that was just Bosnich, was wasn't it? Yeah. That was only Bosnich. Yeah, right. But, um, <laughs> but they got relegated. See, what happens when you get relegated as well, and this is where the lack of loyalty to your team comes in, a yeah. lot of players, uh, here's something a lot of people don't know, but when a lot of players sign with a Premier League club, they'll have a clause written into their contract that if that club gets relegated, they mm. get to transfer. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Because they don't want to lose their own brand. Yeah. So you can have a top-flight team and then they have a shit few seasons, end up getting relegated, and half of their good players that they've got it's left will just jump ship. Yep. Sure. And then all of a sudden you are you find yourself starting from square one all over again and Leeds have just never managed. Um, to, they're starting to scrape, a, scrape it together now, but it's very, very difficult. You'll find in the, to break into the Premier League, it's very, very difficult to get in there and stay there. Yeah, right. Because you don't um, want to go from premiership to premier shit. <laughs> oh, there you go. There's your catch, right? You watch. That'll be in the sound grab. That'll be yeah. in the promo for next week. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, and this is where the money, to me, takes the – you know, that, that's how I ended up following the fucking Titans, for crying out loud, was because I grew up as a Balmain supporter. Oh, I was a staunch Balmain supporter because I grew up on the Central Coast, New South Wales, the entrance. And the entrance, uh, Tigers, yeah, yeah. was a feeder club for Balmain. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we used to get 
Gary Jack and Benny Elias and Wayne Pierce and all those, Paul Sirenin and that coming up all the time for coaching clinics and doing publicity and all that sort of stuff. So I grew up loving Balmain. And then in 94, I took off down south, ended up in South Australia where I started following AFL because you can't get rugby league down there for love nor fucking money. (laughs) And then when I got back up here in, in 2004, they tried to tell me that it was West Tigers. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I I said no. <laughs> it's not West Tigers. It's West uh, Magpies, and it's Balmain Tigers. Man, and, yeah, yeah. And I refused. That's, and uh, yeah. and that's how I ended up following the Titans. because I'm right. a tragic. There you go. Ah. Yeah. Now we know. And now next year, fucking Dolphins. The Dolphins. Yeah. Fucking bring it. So what's happening, Steve? Are you gonna are you gonna become a Dolphins head with us? I am. Really? Yep, yeah, jumping on board. Are we going to teach you in the ways of the 10 metres? Yeah. <laughs> I've, only, I've only just realised that the numbers on their backs actually mean something yeah. in rugby league, <laughs> yeah. whereas <laughs> AFL is just, fuck here, you have a number. Yeah. We, we were thinking we'll have an education session <laughs> on every month between now oh, and, and the and Are we going to have year. to punch the information into him? Oh, is yeah. Right? yeah pretty quite much. quite yeah. hard too. So I'm number one learner. is a fullback. <laughs> <laughs> and a hooker is not what you think. <laughs> oh, damn it, I was getting excited. <laughs> Would you believe that's where we started? <laughs> Put your credit cards away. This yeah, day. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, I think that's what's exciting. I was trying to trying to wrap this up into a neat little parcel. I think that's what's exciting about having the dolphins come in. They've been deserved of it for a, for a very long time, um, and it's going to unite um, a lot of Brisbane people um, who otherwise would not have been. And it's hopefully going to bring some new people into the sport. Certainly will. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. It's just weird as somebody who's been a Broncos supporter since 1988 to um, be now supporting the team that I was supporting since 1980. That you have at one stage coached. Yes, that's right. Come I on. played for. Prop yourself, blow yourself up. Come yeah, on. Coach. Well, I didn't coach coach, but I was like assistant coach. You watched the coach. 13s, 14s, 15s for my little brother's team. That's right. Yes, I was mainly a guy that sat there and took tackle counts and made sure that where his love of statistics started. <laughs> yeah. oh, have you met this guy, Steve? Like he's the biggest statistic factual, yeah, he like is nitpicking nerd I've ever met in my life. Yeah, thank you. When I first met him, I didn't. It was Steve Devale that taught me there are seventy-seven different genres of metal. (laughs) (laughs) It's to a fault, really, isn't it? (laughs) I I do tend to get a bit obsessed. And they're all different. And if you if you cross contaminate them, fuck you. You end up with limp biscuit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's the the only man I've 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 ever heard having a serious conversation with another muso going, well, every song should have at least seven different riffs. <laughs> there you go. That makes sense. Yeah, I can get. I remember, I remember one time picking up his guitar. I strummed an open G chord, and he nearly exploded. <laughs> there, are, there are no room for chords in metal, I believe. <laughs> and it was probably an open G played with a drop D or something. It would have been awful. But yeah, it would have sounded fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here we are. I don't know what any of that meant. Coming, coming on to nearly twenty years later. It's. Freaking freaky, isn't it? It really is. Mate, thanks so much. It's been great. Yeah. It has been fun. We'll do it again. You've been a wealth of entertainment and knowledge to be 
quite honest. Yeah, and we're just figuring this stuff out. So you know, moving forward, we'll uh, we'll be a bit sharper about it, and it'll it'll come yeah, down right. in time. I'm actually just I'm I'm quite surprised that for someone that spent all week going, I don't even know what I'm fucking talking about. I uh, I managed to make it sound like I knew what I was talking about. Did. You, you did quite well. Yeah, I don't even and know what I, you guys talked about with the AFL when I went away. But we we planned this for a month and we still like. Oh mate, scratching our heads. You should you should see our bloody documents. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I know what you're like, Steve. I can fucking imagine. Yeah, yeah. meticulous. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, gents, it has been fun. <laughs> it has been on your Thank legend. You very much. We'll do this again. Right. Too easy, boys. Enjoy. All right. Thanks, mate. Love you. There we go. How fun was that little chat? Yeah. Big little that was a big chat. How fun was that big chat? Big little chat, like big little man. Big little man. <laughs> big little Whiteley. Sorry, Whiteley. And thanks for joining us, butter. Yeah, big thanks. Um, I reckon we'll get him back. Oh, yeah. If he wants to come back. <laughs> if he wants to, yeah. The invitation is there. Absolutely. Uh what do you reckon? We'll we'll have a break now I and think- Come back and do things that aren't sport. That's right. Break time, beer time, and see you on the fun side. Here we are. We're back. I've got some... Uh, I've got a segment I want to do. I want to try to do every episode. Okay. Um, some fun facts. I want to start off with sports facts and see how, how many fun or funny sports facts I can get for you guys. Okay, like like tied into a theme or? Yeah, just, oh, no, just in general. This one tends to be Olympic heavy. Okay, but, but the theme is sport. The theme is sport for this month. Right. Exactly, yeah. So I'm going to start with um, fact number one. Fun fact number one. NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal scored only a single three-point Throughout his entire pro career, one three-point basket in his whole one career. One three-point basket throughout his whole career. Can I just say I'm surprised that he had one? Oh, okay. He's a terrible shooter. Well, there you go. Yeah. So that's not that fun. No, it is. <laughs> that's a shit fact. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'm a basketball fan. Yeah, cool. Like, but other people who would go, who would have thought he's a legend? Surely he yeah. would have got more. That's what. I, that's what I thought was. That's quite cool. Yeah. No, the diesel was never a shooter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. To the point that he's actually made fun of as being one of the worst. You're taking the fun out of this fact, my man. <laughs> I'm a basketball fan. Fun fact number two. Are you a fan of archery at all? Well, no. <laughs> oh, good. So this one's safe for now. Um, an archer, Matt Stutzman. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know this one. Oh, this is from the 19th. No, I'm joking. It is. No, he holds the world record for the longest shot with a bow and arrow under Olympic conditions. Bow and arrow. He hit his, yep, bow and arrow. Good old fashioned bow and arrow. Right. He hit his mark at a distance of 930 feet. Fuck, what is that in? 288, 283 meters, sorry. Yeah, wow. Why is this special, I hear you ask? Because it's. Why is this special, I hear you ask? Why is this special? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) So Matt Stutzman has no arms. Therefore, he uses the bow with his feet. Does that make it 932 feet? Oh, Oh, I've been waiting a while for that. Yeah. (laughs) Sad, I know. Enjoy that, folks. That's insane. It is. Yeah. I'd be lucky to get like 10 metres with a bow and arrow with my hands. Wow. Um. Premier League shortest career. What would you say it'd be? See, I I, I don't know how fickle 
sport can be. So yeah. I would say like 10 minutes. Okay. I'm glad you went with that long. Joe Sheeran <laughs> was called <laughs> Joe Sheeran was called upon from Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea's bench at in the last minute. Okay. He was uh, subbed in with less than 60 seconds left on the clock in their win over Wimbledon in 1997. He never played another game. Oh, my God. A 60-second career. Wow. <laughs> All right. I've, I've got a caveat to that fact. All right. Wouldn't the whole game time be part of his career because he was part of the team still? Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. But his actual playing time, playing career, 60 different. seconds. Playing career, Absolutely. 60 seconds. Yeah, yep, Less than. Totally. That's Brilliant. insane. Yeah. And funny. Poor prick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, Nico Hines, the, oh. the Sharks halfback. Yeah. Who played in – no, sorry. Who was in the uh, Melbourne Storm premiership winning team. Yeah. But sat on the bench the whole game. Oh no! Never got didn't get that. a run. No. <laughs> was he emergency sub? Do you have an emergency no. sub in NRL? No. He was just the on the bench, but just. How do you a... not get a run? Yeah. That's yeah. a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give me, give him a minute. Come well, on. He's not there anymore. He plays for the Sharks now. Wow. So, you know. <laughs> got off the bench though. Well, now he's like one of the best halfbacks in the game. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but did you know? That during the 1904 Summer Olympics in St. Louis... You said 1904. 1904. Okay. Do you, do you remember them? I was there. Yeah, sure. Um, an American, Frederick Laura, was the first to reach the finish line of the marathon. Right. What's fun about this? So he was the first to reach the finish line, but it turns out old Freddie covered about half the race by car. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, but yeah, apparently he did. <laughs> Record time, my son. <laughs> Good it. show, old chap. <laughs> yes. Um, and my fifth fun fact for tonight is another Olympic one. Told you it was Olympic heavy. Yes. Um, an Australian rower called Bobby Pierce won the 1928 Olympic quarterfinal in single skulls race, so the little rowers, um, even though he stopped to let a family of ducks pass in front of him. Jesus. He still he beat some Frenchman by some amount. I don't. No one cares about the time. And he just, just won. Like fucking flicks the outboard on him. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it was a power boat exactly <laughs> in 1928. Holy crap! And now, just an extra, just something to ponder. All right. right. Um, everybody has three to five minutes to live, but every time you take a breath, the timer resets. That's that's a good point because if you're going longer than three minutes. That's right. You're going to fucking die. Think about that. (laughs) Three to five. Imagine going five minutes. Oh, it's still. People probably go longer underwater. They might go eight, nine minutes maybe at a stretch. Dead. Brain dead, wouldn't they? Um, That's all I got. That was nice. That was it. Well done. (laughs) That was my fun facts. Put in an audience. Yeah, clap, clap, cheer, laugh. I like it. I like it. Nice. All right, yeah, so what's next? Next, um, I believe we watched a movie. Wow. We're going to do our movie review, yeah? That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Movie review, movie review. Yeah, movie review. Here we go. uh, Yeah, so based on the fact that we've just gone through Anzac Day, I thought I'm going to do an Australian war movie. 
Yeah. Basically. And there's so many to choose from. There is. There is. I did the old Google of um, the best Australian war movies and most of them I'd either seen a lot of recently yeah. or I just thought I wanted to choose something that I had watched previously but it's been a while. The one I came up with was Beneath Hill 60. Yeah. Which is, yeah, 2010 movie. Really interesting story. Um, it came after Gallipoli. Okay. Yep. So yeah, the, I guess you know for Australia or at least people who've watched that movie and know the story tend to sort of think that might have been the end of the war, but no, it, it went on for Australia. No, that was the kick-offs. Yeah. yeah, we we were still there. So they forked out some money and they got uh, some good actors like Brendan. Brendan, sorry, Brendan Cow, who played Woodward, the main guy, uh, Guyton Grantley. It was Morris and uh, Harrison Gilbertson. He probably didn't get a lot of money because it turned out he was only a young fella. They spent just over $8.1 million making okay. the movie. It grossed $3.4 million. Oh, no. <laughs> so it was not a... Uh, not a box office hit. It wasn't a smash. But strangely enough, it is still ranked as one of Australia's best war movies. Yeah, right. There were some awards... Um, the AFIs, so that Harrison Gilbertson, who I mentioned before, he won the Best Young Actor Award. Did he play the young Woodward? No, he no, was... No, Woodward um, was the same throughout. Uh, Tiffin. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you remember him? The, the young guy that was scared pretty much the whole movie. <laughs> scared with the stethoscope in the dark, yeah? Yeah, poor bugger. Jeez. That would be it. freaking terrifying, yeah, though. Right? Like, let's be real. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, look, they, they won awards for Best Screenplay, Best Director, Best Film, Best Lead Actor, Best Cinematography, Best Editing, Best Score, Best Production, Best Costume Design. Well, cleaned up. Yeah, right. So that it was at a, AFIs. At the AFIs, yeah. That's like the Arias, isn't it? I guess. The, yeah, I don't know. The BAFTAs. There was other awards in the um, the IMDb, but the AFI seemed to be the most yeah. sort of prestigious one. Could be wrong. No, that sounds good to me. Uh, look, the synopsis, the the movie itself, if for those who haven't seen it, uh, in 1916, the first Australian tunnelling company is tasked with tunnelling beneath German fortifications and bunkers to detonate the largest man-made explosive charges the world had ever known at Hill 60, which is uh, Messines Ridge in Belgium. Uh, the blast was so big, it was said to have been felt in London and Dublin. <laughs> did you mention this is based on true events? I'm not sure if I did or I not. I don't know if you have. But the next line that I'm about to say is it follows the true story. Sorry, my of, bad. No, I didn't realise I was about to be reading my own notes. <laughs> <laughs> that confirmed your question. Um, of Oliver Woodward. There you go. He's not just Woodward. Tully. Uh, who, yeah, deep beneath German lines, led his secret platoon of Australian tunnellers to defend a leaking tunnel system. Uh, you watch the movie? Yeah. That it was like just clay. That water leaking through. Like. That would be horrid. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Even in the best conditions, that would be horrid. Yeah, watching the movie, it was, they were below ground and they had the constant risk of the bombs that were constantly dropping. Yeah. Caving it's, the earth in cave them. them in. Yep. And then they go above ground. Or the ground being that wet and sloppy that it's going to cave in on itself. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. And then they go above ground and there's bombs dropping. Snipers and machine guns. And mach- yeah. And yeah. Like, oh, my God. Watching, yeah. The opening scene, I don't know if you recall that, but where the 
he walks into the trench. Yes. And the bomb sort of goes 20 metres in front of him and the, yeah, the couple yep. of soldiers are just totally... Just ab- obliterated. ...going to smithereens. And yep. stuff. It was like, um, I don't know if you recall, but did you watch Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. Like that opening scene. We, I watched that at the cinema. That, yeah. And it was like... That scene. My heart was pounding. That so. has had reports <laughs> of that being the most realistic, like, war scene yeah. ever, that opening scene of oh, Saving Private wow. Ryan. If that's it, that is devastating because, you know, petrified, 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 yeah. then the gate rolls down and yeah, next it's minute, just machine gate gun drops fire and you're in your there. face. Like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, war movies really bring, you know, it home what what our diggers have done yep. for us. It's it's one takeaway from terrifying. this movie, which I have googled and couldn't find any definitive answer. Why is that grown ass man tuning a sixteen year old girl? Is that her real age, or was that for the movie? Like that's that my. But I couldn't find any info. It was only when they were married in, whenever it was they were married. But yeah. there was no info of her age that I could find. Uh, look, as far as I got, she's 16. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's he, that's he, what I was trying to think. Cause there was nothing mentioned anywhere I could find on, on the interwebs, but I'm guessing why would the movie need to deviate to that yeah. when they're portraying him as a hero anyway? I think it said that he was eight years older than her. Yeah. The, oh, okay, the actor yeah. looked a lot older. He He did. But, you know, at the end of the day, they spent... Their life together, yeah. Years Looking or at that so, yeah. until he died first, I think, correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the stuff that stuck out to me in the movie was the cries for help and the constant call is stretcher. Yes, stretcher like, bearer. Yeah, yeah, stretcher, stretcher, stretcher. Yep. Um, and, and stretcher terror. Like stretcher bearers being bearers, young. Right? Yeah. They brave the. Um, Mortars <laughs> and, yep. and gunfire. And his his reasoning for him being a stretcher bearer was... He was young. He was young and they were trying to keep him from the, the terrors and the horrors of war. That's exactly... And he's like, you know, the irony, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But he seemed like... I, th- I can't remember who it was that was um, sort of cowering and he's his stretcher bearer, like having a smoke, like being like, calm down, dude. It's like, you know... Yeah. It's like, just a body. But he's a boy. Yeah. You know, telling out a grown man yep. how to... He's seen some shit. Yeah. And he's like going, yeah, like, but it's okay because I don't have to deal with the hard shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah, you are, man. Yeah. You're dealing with the hardest yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Hey, a little bit of trivia for you, though, okay. around the movie. Um, do you remember the scene uh, where there was the, the wooden box that um, he'd sent home? Yes. Yeah, and she had like the the wife, the girlfriend, whatever she was at the time. Yep. Yeah, she opened it up out of her, and it was made by Tiffin. Yeah, because yeah. it was made from the wood from the church. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was actually the real box. No way. Yeah. That. That's actually a really that interesting. The young fact. Tiffin had made. Wow. Yeah. So they, the the family of Oliver Woodward. Had actually said, like, yeah, you can yeah, use the use the box. Yeah, how cool is that? That is really freaking cool. Yeah, I thought that was amazing actually. When it when it was like that's because that is the scene in the movie was almost like, yeah, this is kind of cool, but why is this in the movie? Yeah, but when you, there's a touch of reality. Yeah, yeah. Because I was talking about the hardwood, you know, the wood. It's made from the pews from the church that was incinerated. We you know. Yeah. 
Next minute, here's a box, set it home to wifey. There you go. I thought that was really cool. Wow. That is, yeah, I'm actually amazed at that. Yeah, so that's the movie review. Quite a good movie. And you have the album of the month for us, right? I certainly do. Yeah. Not all reviews are going to be great. <laughs> let me just let me just start with that. I come from a land down under. Where beaters flow and chunder. I can't get to sleep. I think about the implications. Who can it be now? Who can it be now? I only like dreaming all the day. That, that's the hits right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Men at, Man at Work from Colin Hay, formerly right. the lead singer of Men at Work, obviously. Oh, I was going to yeah. say, he's at risk of getting yeah. sued. Plagiarism, yeah. can we? Yeah. Right. Um, Scottish-born Australian singer-songwriter came to prominence as the lead singer of Men at Work. Yeah, so this album, Man at Work, is his eighth studio outing. Um, it's a compilation of men at work hits and solo songs, mostly all performed acoustically. So the hits which are pretty much played are Down Under, which everybody knows, Bit of Overkill, Waiting for My Real Life to Begin, which for me has a... Oh. Yeah, so that when I keep going, that that has a bit of a reference for me is why I really like that one. Be Good Johnny... Yeah. Um, my dad always asks my son Harry if he's going to play cricket this year. Nah. And he keeps waiting for <laughs> Harry to go, nah, just because of that. And, and like, I know that. And uh, Harry's just like, yeah, no, I don't like cricket. Uh, so come on, Harry. I'm not going to prompt him. But you can, nah, nah. Okay. Be good, be good, nah. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm actually getting some significance to you There's a now. bit, yeah, of why I'm picking this album. Because I was like. What? What are you doing, man? Yeah. No, no. So everybody can like what they like, but yeah, it's like of of all the like I would expect, I would have expected maybe a minute work album. Yeah. With all of these songs on them, as opposed to a sort of obscure. Colin Hay does have a specific reason for me picking. Yeah. 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 Uh, Not only for that song, um, like you got "Who Can It Be Now?" Obviously, another classic minute work hit. Yeah. And "Beautiful World." I don't know if you know that one much. Well, I know it now. Yeah. But prior to listening to this album no. repeatedly for the last couple of weeks, I didn't know it. Yeah. So admittedly, there's a lot of filler on this album, yeah. okay, uh, which is mainly his own solo songs. <laughs> which, um, yeah, and th- those songs are not out of place in an RSL on a Sunday afternoon. Like, let's let's get it straight. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm straight down the line, okay? That's – the drum track machine in the background oh, with him man. singing. It's RSL filler, yeah? Some of them were pretty out of Yeah. Yeah. I, would, okay. I wouldn't have ever listened to this album if, if yeah. it wasn't for this. That's what I mean. It ain't a, it's not all glowing. But <laughs> the hits there, um, so, so what brought Colin Hay to my attention firstly um, is the use of several of his songs used by Zach Braff and Bill Lawrence in Scrubs and also uh, like – Garden State and other Zach Braff outings that he's done as well. Like Zach ah. Braff is a big Colin Hay fan right. and uses uses his music a fair bit. Okay. Um. So yeah, like that 
where is it? Waiting for my real life to begin. That was sung by one of the actresses in Scrubs after she died. One of the patients, actresses, after she died. And it is right at the end of the episode and she's singing that song as it, you know, as the credits start rolling and it's it's such a sad, poignant moment in that episode. It's weird because it is it, it is a reference to Scrubs where I'm trying to review an album but it's like I hear it, like Overkill as well. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the first episode of the second season where they they playing this and like all the characters are having clashes and, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and then Colin Hay throughout the episode is playing Overkill and then at the end of it he's playing a bit of it and then – because he's actually there in the hospital. <laughs> and then Dr. Cox grabs his guitar, smashes it against – grabs his guitar, smashes it against the wall and is like, that'll do it. It's like <laughs> Colin Hayes like, I have other songs. <laughs> and yeah, it's one of those moments. But that like, song had been playing literally through literally every second. The whole episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so mostly that's what it boils down to. Um, so yeah, there's a few hits in there. It, it's one of those hit and miss things. There's a lot of misses, a lot of hits. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I'm going to give it six kookaburras sitting in an old gum tree. Lawsuit is finished. I think maybe. Who knows? Yeah, um, that's my album review, man. That's it. <laughs> that's really good. In a good nutshell. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, so we're going to switch it back next month. You yes. movie me me album. Yep. Yeah. Switchy cool. switchy. Is that us? I think it might be us. Yeah. It's been a long episode. It has been. I hope you've enjoyed it because I, I know I've had a blast recording this one. Yeah. yeah. And with Whiteley on, getting a bit of our groove back. Yeah. Yeah. You Thank know. You. you know. We're getting our groove back when uh, you get to an, the end of an episode and we're we're speaking a bit slower, and it's not. Totally because we're a bit drunker. It's because we're tired. We've been gone tired. for a while. We have. <laughs> Worked all day, then come home and record. Yeah. yeah. But I love it. Oh, man. This is great. Uh, yeah. Until next month. See you next month, baby. <laughs> love you all. Cheers, y'all. Dolphins. Let's go, Ooh. Dolphins.